Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Frozen Frontier. How you doing today, Nick? Hey, Neil. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, as you can see, there's only one player here, and that's not because everyone died from injury sustained in the last battle. It's because we're doing a flashback episode. Uh, and this one is going to be about William and how he came to have his wife. What is, what is your wife's name? Um, Melissa. Uh, good thing you actually know that one. Well, or maybe I just made it up. Who knows? Maybe chat knows if they if they remember. I, I think it's not made up. I think you know that very well. Who would forget his wife's name? Exactly. You know. Impossible. Okay. Uh, so let's take a look at our world map and try and orient ourselves here. Uh, Solwick is not actually where you're from. You're from a town, out, a village outside of Solwick, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Um, in the kingdom of Drekus, which spans quite a ways. It was more like down here, I think. From more previous flashbacks, like to the south of Solwick rather than ah. to the north. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Because if you remember, those uh, orcs were walking perpendicular to that road. Right, 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 right. right. Perfect. Yeah. There's our Zingu Knights. No, we want Medieval Town. Uh, so, we are going to find out how you met your wife. Uh, which will be, that's way too loud, an interesting session to play through. Oh, beautiful, Melissa. How did we come up find such a wonderful vision? Mm -hmm. Well, today's campaign starts with you being called into uh, called back to your your family's house mm -hmm. from at this whatever point... nightly things that you were off doing. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because at this point, you you have a night. You are officially Kel William. Uh, That's right. But you know your brothers inherited the the family fortune well what not really fortune but the family's money and the family's lands and titles and everything yeah uh, and your father has been sick for a little while um, okay. came down with some illness and sort of didn't really recover it's been dragging on for a couple of years so your brother has taken over the family um, okay. and I think we've seen that your relationship with your brother is not particularly very good some I'm might even call it bad Strained, I believe, would be the word. It's a British word for it. In America, we just say it's a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's a little bit too um, arrogant and self-sure. And you're a little bit too honorable and self-sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good combo. <laughs> um, but, you know, family is family. Uh, and you get called back, not by your brother, but by your mother. There's a, a note that gets delivered to you in her writing that says, William, you need to come home. And that's it. All right. So I guess I'm in my chamber in in the keep or in a, t in a house in the city? Somewhere. Mm. I don't know uh, where you're, you're living these days. Yeah, there's a knock at the door. I, mm. I open the door. There's a, you know... A messenger or whatever, I take the note from him. I turn it over and notice the, the family seal. And uh, I expect it to be my father's dad, right? Because he's he's not been well. So I, I get a letter knife and break the seal, open it up, you know, hold it up to the light coming from the window and read this letter. And it says, William 
You need to come home. Ah, okay. Well, I guess that's vague. So I roll it back up, slide it into my backpack, and um, I suppose I'll have to go and make arrangements to leave town for a for a while. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably spend the rest of today doing that. Yeah. And organize. Uh, how long is it? I'll just. I've probably got. Do I have a horse? You probably have a horse at this point. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, maybe I'll. Um, if the journey's not too long, maybe I'll set out today. Yeah, I think it's probably Roderick's horse that you have that he, he ended up leaving to you upon his death. Oh, all right. Faithful beast. Mm-hmm. Don't kill this one. No. Uh, and off you go, back to your, your family's little town, your little village out in the woods. Uh, we visited this place before in your last flashback, so I'll gloss over the details this time around. But you yeah. make it to your, your family's estate, there are, you know, the friendly guard at the door who you've known your whole life. He's a much older man now in his 60s, but he still keeps his position at the gate. Um, welcomes you in, helps, you know, call over a, a hand to stable your horse. And gives a, a long look at you, kind of a... <sighs> like a, a nod and goes back to his position at the gate. All right, was that a disapproving look? I couldn't quite make it out. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so I give him a, I, yeah, I say, I nod to him and say, Worcester, good to see you. It's always a pleasure, Master William. Keep it all right. Keeping things in order over here. As orderly as apple pie. Good, good to know. Um, my family are okay, I trust. I feel you should speak to them about that, sir. Very well. Solemn look. I, I bid adieu to Worcester and um, trot my horse up to the stables. Right. Dismount. There's a stable hand there, a groom, that takes your horse for you and you know, rubs it down and feeds it and everything, uh -huh. uh, leaving you an opportunity to go inside. All right. I, uh... I got my armor on. Probably not. Well, I don't know. Do you travel in your armor usually? Yeah, I mean, I guess the road's dangerous, isn't it? The Zorks. Mm -hmm. So probably I'm wearing my armor. All right. Yeah. yeah so it's I, also uh, a sign of your knighthood and your authority. So it makes sense to travel in it. All right. So I dismount. I, I grab my bag off the back of the horse, haul it over my shoulder, and walk up the stone path to the front door of the house. Inside, you find some small amount of commotion going on, but a servant quickly spots you and takes you back to your father and mother's bedroom. Okay. Uh, and as, as the servant leaves you at the door, you can hear the raised voices inside of your parents and your brother. <clears throat> so it sounds like father's still alive. Yes, uh, and angry. Alive and angry. Okay, so I guess I'll knock on the door and then open it like I don't wait for a response I just knock to announce my arrival and open the door and say mother, father brother I have returned as per your request uh, they turn to look at you your brother whips around with a little bit of surprise and says what the hell are you doing here and then looks to your father in the bed and says did you call him here this is none That's of his business it's nice to see you too brother 
your mother speaks up and says, No, Stephen, I I called him here. I'll go and take a step towards my mother and uh, take her hand and say, it's, it's fabulous to see you, mother. What is it you need of me? Your brother is fairly pissed, uh, turns on his heel and storms out of the room. Uh, I shake my, my head and turn back. Your mother comes over to you and gives you a, a bit of an embrace. Just a, a light one, you know, not, don't want to be too touchy-feely here. Uh, uh-huh. And says, we, your, your father has um, need of you. Of course. Uh, is father in, a, in the bed? He's in the bed. He's awake, sitting up. Okay. So I go and take a seat next to him. I assume there's like a little chair there. Yeah. Oh, William. If only you had been born a few years earlier. I could have avoided all of these troubles. He has a, a hot head. And a dense head and loose pockets. Well, I... I wouldn't want to comment. He is, uh, he is soon to be my lord, after all. Well, not if he has anything to say about it. What do you oh, mean? Your brother has ruined the family. Ruined? Ruined. Almost. What do you mean? Well, you know I've been sick and unable to attend to matters. I turned them over to him, who I've been training his whole life for this, grooming for this. It, uh, he's hot-tempered, but... I've taught him well, at least mm-hmm. I thought I had. In the year and a half or so, the six or seven seasons that he's been running the family, um, he spent all the money and alienated some of our friends and allies. Uh, okay. We're on the brink of financial ruin. This is grave news. But I, uh, I wonder how much I can help you. I, I... I only make a modest salary from the princess. Yes. Yes. Well, there are other ways you can serve your family. <clears throat> Tell me how. There is a merchant with two daughters that I have arranged for you to meet and marry one of, respectively. He's a wealthy man, uh, and the connections there would help keep our family afloat uh, and promote them socially. It's a, a win-win situation. Hmm. You had a look at these daughters? No. Well, let's not call it win-win just yet. Son, you, you this is something your family needs of you, regardless I of what they may look like. Of course, I will do my duty. It's it's your right to choose my my wedded. Yes, well, my father chose for me a, a suitable match, and, and look how well it worked out. He says, gesturing to your mother. Of course, yes, it's the way, the old way. Hmm. Right. Uh, so I will need you to meet with this this man. Uh, he goes by the name of Richard. Of course, since he's not a noble. There's no family name to speak of. Right. Richard. Where does this Richard reside? His home is in Thickleglade proper. 
just a, a few days north from here along the road. Okay. I know Thickleglade. I've traveled there before. Good, good. Uh, now, he has agreed to the union, but insists that he... Your father pauses over a word or two here. Uh, it, it insists that you show him that you are worthy of his daughters. Hmm. Seems to me that it should be his daughters proving they're worthy for us, but, uh... I, I don't disagree, but I can understand. If I had a daughter, I wouldn't want just anyone to marry them, even if they were uh, a noble or a higher noble, you know? Noble blood doesn't necessarily make someone a good man. Someone like, who puts family before position sounds like the right sort of person to to join our family to. Makes sense. Okay, well, uh, I will I will visit this Richard, and I will gaze upon his daughters. Wonderful. <laughs> As you can see, your brother was not aware of this arrangement, and seems none too happy about it. Why is he so upset? Because he ruined the family, and you're having to fix it for him. Well, it's hardly reason to be angry at me, but I suppose that's the way he is. Yes. Hmm. Okay, well, would you have me set out straight away, or do you want, would you like me to stay for dinner? Please stay for dinner. Uh, your brother may not be too happy about it, but it's been <clears throat> some time since we've seen you last. Stephen can complain all he likes. He's a, a spoiled child, despite his advanced years. Uh, and from this, there's a, a bursting in from the door... It's your brother, Stephen, who clearly was listening at the door because he starts yelling at you. Oh, I'm not the spoiled child. You're the one who got everything that you needed. You got a knighthood right away. You got to go train with the bet. And he just goes on about how all the advancements that you got as the second son that he didn't get and all the bullshit he had to put up with because he had to train to, like, take over the family and never had any personal freedom. And it's unfair. And Okay, I say I... I... I turn back to my father and say, uh, I'm going to unpack my things, and I go to walk past Stephen. And if he's, like, blocking the door, I'll, like, just, like, push him aside as I walk past. Sorry, I'm a lot bigger than him, so I'll just... You you give him a shove, which prompts shouts, If you can't do that to me, I'm the head of the family! I'll have you arrested! Um, All right. Which... I ignore him, yeah. yeah. What a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll make my way up to wherever my room is, and unpack my things, uh, hang up my chainmail, and get dressed for, for dinner. I think I'll still wear my sword, though. Or okay. a short sword, maybe. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, dinner's a little bit tense. Your father has to take his meal in bed. Um, so it's just you, your brother, and your mother who tries to mediate <laughs> between the two of you and talk about uh, old times and happy times and you know, remember that time when we went to the meadow and there were the deer and blah, blah, blah. Uh, which might work for a little while, but, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I try my best to get on with him. But mm-hmm. if it seems like he's just got, like, a, he just hates me and he, he can't get over it, then at some point I'll just stop trying. Yeah. Uh, it's a tense dinner, I think. And um, eventually it, it finishes and everyone packs up to go to bed and you'll get ready to go to Thickleglade in the morning. So I guess when uh, when Mother goes to bed, 
I'll ask Stephen uh, if I can have a word with him. Yeah. And, you know, we'll go into, like, the uh, the smoking room or whatever. Sure. I, I pour him a, a whiskey. And I hand it to him, and then I, I swig mine back and say, look, Stephen, once mother and father have passed over, this village and the surrounding lands are yours. I don't mean to interfere. You do what you want. You make whatever decisions you want. Uh, if there comes a day that you need me, then you can contact me. I don't hold this all against you. And then I'll, I'll, I'll finish my drink and go to bed. Okay. He says nothing, sitting in his chair, just watching you leave. Yeah. All right, so I, I sleep and I wake up at dawn. I'll, I'll go and check in on my father and mother, say goodnight to them, and then go and gather my horse from the, the stables and head out on the road. When you find your father and mother, your mom's dabbing uh, little flecks of blood off of your father's cheeks and kind of tending to him. Uh, yeah. But when you appear, they quickly hide the bloody rag and he pushes himself up in bed proper to say goodbyes. <clears throat> I, you know, I do my best to make out like I didn't see. Mm-hmm. And I say goodbye to them and uh, embrace my father before I leave since you know, it could be the last time I see him. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, okay. Mm-hmm. On the road we go. So let's make some dice rolls here as you head north towards Thicker Blade. It is a painless and easy journey along the road. Mm-hmm. Take a couple of days. Yeah, no, that's ugly. Uh, <laughs> takes a couple of days to get there, but not not too problematic. You arrive in Thickle Glade uh, fairly easily. Good. Yeah. What's Thickle Glade like as a town? It is a kind of sprawling town, uh, mostly made out of wood buildings. Uh, there are a few stone here or there. There are no walls around it. And it kind of just, like, town becomes farmland fairly seamlessly. Um, you know, it, it looks like the sort of place that might have started as a collection of farms that right. built a central market, and then it just grew and began to overfill into the, the farmland around it, uh, which but is a little a... bit unusual for the the area of Drekus, which is so heavily wooded. Oh, Okay. Uh, but it's a smaller town than Solwick. I believe... Right? Um, I can actually give you numbers on that. Because it's... But Solwick's the, the county seat, isn't it? It is the county seat. So yeah. it seems to me like it would probably be larger. Yeah. But you never know. Okay. So then uh, riding through the, the farmland that eventually becomes slightly more urbanized... Mm-hmm. I um, I just you know wander towards the center of town until I pass a, a guard of some description. Sure, uh, you find one quite quickly. Greetings, uh, my friend. I'm a knight from Solwick. I was hoping to find a tailor if you have one in town. The town guard gives you a, a half salute and promptly points you in the direction to a, a, a group of tailors. 
there's a, a single street on which all the tailors in the town reside, so that way it's very easy for everyone to go and shop around. Like Savile Row, okay. I don't know what that I, is. Uh, it's like a famous road in London where all the best tailors are. Ah, then yes. Like Savile Row. Okay, so I uh, I thank him, and I, I trot off towards the street of tailors. Um, and I keep an eye out for, like... Uh, like where would where would you house your horse in a city like this? I suppose would you you'd first go to an inn room. Yeah, there are stables, or you can go to an inn, and they a nice inn will have stables there. But there is also like general housing stables, kind of like a parking lot for your horse, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know where this guy lives, and I don't know if I'm planning to stay there. So it's probably best that I get an inn room, just in case mm-hmm. that's inappropriate. So I'll. Uh, I, I guess I'll stop at one of the, the tailors and dismount. Sure. Good morning. Good morning. And what a fine morning it is for you. Are you looking for some new threads, maybe some new shoes? We do cobbling too. Well, maybe all of the above. I'm uh, I'm here to visit my future bride. I need to well, make a good impression. This is a very special day. Coming into Haynes, Haynes, and Haynes. We got all of your clothing needs taken care of right here. All right. I um, I head into his... Uh, is there anywhere I can leave my horse? You know what? Let me get my youngest son, Haynes Third, to take care of that for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he Fantastic. waves for someone who comes over and takes your horse and holds it outside while you come in. Great. So I, I leave my horse with, with Haynes Third. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I wander into the into the shop. All right, it's your your standard tailor shop. There's bolts of clothing hanging from all over the place. There's a a few counter spaces where there are people cutting out patterns or marking them with chalk. Uh, there's people sewing back and forth. There's even a loom kind of like in the back section where someone is working on a very specific pattern. It's a nice place you've got here, Haynes. Well, thank you. My father's father's father left it to my father's father, who left it to my father, who left it to me. Uh, a family of tailors. Good. I must mm-hmm. be in good hands. Generations worth of knowledge. Absolutely. Um, I'm afraid you'll have to fit something to me specifically, as I'm not an average build. I can see that there's not much average about you. So, let's uh, take some measurements here. And he pulls out a cloth tape and starts wrapping it around your shoulders and, like, gets a little chair so he can reach up all the way high enough and measures this, measures that, and then starts asking you kind of, like, abstract uh, questions like, how do you feel on a rainy day? Um, you know, it's uh, a hindrance for battle. It's it's bad for oh. ranged units. And Makes sense. Right, right. Okay. And uh, what did your heart do when you heard that you were going to be married? Did it did it skip a beat or did it sink down low? Well, the circumstances of this arrangement are not the uh, the most fortunate for my family. So it's uh, I, I mean I answer all these questions like mm-hmm. matter of factly and okay. you know without too much embellishment. Right. He takes these as notes and then goes and confers with uh, just a whole little tassel of people. Um, and then they set about to work on things, and he comes back and says, well, for you, we will put all of our other work on hold. It's always nice to have the equestrian class visiting our establishment. Um, so, uh, come back in five hours, and we should have something for you. 
Ah, great news. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you to recommend a, an inn if you could. Yes. Uh, he looks you up and down one more time and goes, For you, I would recommend the Golden Cup. The Golden it's, Cup. The Golden Cup. It's uh, just down the main drag a little ways. It'll be the third left on your right beyond yonder hill. Thank you. Could you have your boy return my horse? He's standing outside with it right now. I shall see you later tonight, then. Right. And he bids you adieu and goes back to work, busily cutting out pieces of fabric to make you something nice to wear. All right. So I think I'm going to head to the inn, and I think my plan is to... You know, I've been traveling today. I think I'm going to stay the night in the inn. Um, relax from traveling, get, get cleaned up, get my clothes, and then head there in the morning. Okay. So the, the day passes, you can get your clothes, they come back with these um, like bold black, white, and gray patterns on them that are how do you want to say They're, they like evoke or I shouldn't say evoke, they um, sort of highlight the, the strength of your build by using the, the contrast of uh, black and white to, to like emphasize certain areas and diminish others, and then the gray kind of blends it together so it's not such like a stark pattern. Great. So I will, uh, I don't wear this. I want to, I want to go there in my chain mail, but I'll change into it for the dinner or whenever that happens. So I'll just hang it up in the room in the, in the inn. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and find out then. I need to find out where this guy lives, right? Cause I don't actually know. Right. So I'll, I'll go and ask the, the barkeeper at some point if he knows of a merchant named Richard in town. He nods. Yep. Yep. Uh, big source of income for Thickle Glade, actually. A <clears throat> uh, lot, of, lot of transportation, a lot of inter or intra country transportation. Is he a, is he a good man? I couldn't say. He's a good merchant. I never met the man myself. Uh, he lives uh, in the center of town, actually. Uh, ah, okay. If you find the, the main market, you'll find his house that opens out into the, the market itself. Thank you, sir. I hand him a silver coin and pay my tab. Oh. Um, I say, um, can you hold the room for me? I, I may need to stay here tonight. Of course. All right. If I'm not here by sundown, feel free to empty it and clean it. He gives you a smile and a wave. Okay, so I... Um... Um, let me... Would I approach this guy's house on my horse? I I guess I would. I guess I would. So I, I get my horse from the stables. I'm, um... I want to pay someone at the inn to come and deliver my clothes there in a few hours. To the house? Yeah, to, to Richard's house. Sure. And then I will, uh, suit up in my chain mail, equip my weapons, and then trot down the street... Lording above the peasants, but not really. But, you know, but actually. totally, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine. That's your position. <clears throat> yeah, and I will wander into the uh, the grounds of Richard's house. Armor gleaming. Sword at my side. All right. Well, it is a market square that he's in. There's people selling freaking everything. From, from chickens to spices to fresh vegetables to raw ore of various different types. Uh, you know, there's cows for sale. There's everything. 
Okay, cool. I mean, I, I don't look for him in the markets. I, I look for his house. Right. Uh, you can easily see the house. Uh, it's one of the only buildings here that uh, looks like it would be residential. Okay. Uh, and yeah. it, it kind of has this prominent position on a corner where the, the front door is on the corner and the rest of the house goes back a little bit and around. Um, there is no family name or family crest over it, but there is a, a nice, like, gateway made out of um, brass. All right. Is it closed? Uh, no, there is a servant standing out front, like a, a footman <laughs> servant. Is he armed? No, 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 no. Footman as in, like, um, below a butler, not like a armed soldier. Yeah, okay. Well, I, uh, I approach him on the horse. Mm-hmm. Say, um, he gives you a, a stiff bow and says, and before you get a word out, edgewise says, "Kel William, I presume." Correct. Yes, I'm here for to see uh, Master Richard. Yes, we have been expecting you. May I take your horse? Of course. Yes, I, I dismount and I say, um, "There should be a boy coming from the Golden Cup later today with um, formal attire for me to wear for dinner. Can you please have it brought up to my room if I'm to stay?" He nods, um, and then holds your, your horse and its reins while you can step out. Okay, I ask for directions to wherever Richard is. Uh, sure. He holds your horse temporarily while opening the door and motioning for one of the servants that are walking around on the inside to take you to uh, a waiting room and then inform Richard and so forth so, and so on. So how rich does this guy look? Like, how fancy is this house he's got? Well, uh, far, we're talking like an order of magnitude more than your family. Okay, um, yeah. He's definitely... If he's not the wealthiest person in Thickleglade, he's going to make the, like, Fortune 5. <laughs> yeah, alright. So I, I'm impressed and uh, seem assured that this should help my, my family. Mm-hmm. I worry that Stephen will just uh, wash it all down the drain. That is a real concern, actually. Well, there's not much I can do about it, so I head to Richard's whereabouts office or waiting room. Mm-hmm. I guess I sit down. Uh, you sit, and a few moments pass. Uh, not too long. You have just enough time to sort of make yourself comfortable and take in the uh, displayed wealth in this room, which is fairly impressive. Uh, the the cups here are all made out of ivory. The chairs and uh, cushions and couches have the like a nice crushed velvet to them. There are mm-hmm. rich rugs on the floor, uh, a fireplace made out of probably granite or some other sort of nice hard dark stone that has been engraved with relief of some sort of trade happening. Um, and right. has the, the prominent uh, symbol of Quantarius, the god of trade, emblazoned in it right over the, the center. All right. Uh, a few moments later, though, the door opens and in walks your potential father-in-law. Richard is a medium-sized man with a thick crop of black hair, dressed fairly nicely with a half cape coming down his back, who steps in and opens his arms wide and says... Ah, William, my boy. <laughs> uh, I stand up then. Um, I was thinking of removing my gauntlets to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. But uh, taking the cue, uh, I, I step in for a reserved 
embrace he and say, Richard. you enthusiastically. Uh, and maybe even like a little bit improperly, you know, he's kind of ignoring your rank of nobility and knighthood here, but he's so enthusiastic to see you, he just kind of gives you a tight embrace. It's, it's good to see you. I've heard uh, many great things, and it's a lovely home you've got. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I, too, have heard wonderful things about you from your father and mother. Is it true that you squired under Kel Roderick himself? I did. I, I, I did for many years. What an honor that must have been. I have always been a fan of his tales. As a young boy, I grew up hearing about him, even when, you know, I'm maybe a few years older than you, but even I grew up hearing stories of Kel Roderick uh, back before he was who he was, of course. It was just the local he boy was... going out doing great things. <clears throat> he was a fantastic knight. Uh, it's a great loss for the kingdom. Truly, truly it is. Um... Well, I suppose you would like to see my daughters before uh, much else gets going on here. I, I, I know how um, hot-blooded a young lad like you could be. If that's how you wish uh, to proceed, then of course. I was simply saying it for your benefit, but if you have no interest, then uh, sure, let us talk business instead. I thought maybe we I could... Uh, I've arranged for... Uh, clothes to be sent for dinner. I thought maybe I could meet them then. Perfect. Wonderful. Uh, he goes back to the door and says something. Uh, closes the door again to one of the servants. Uh, okay. So, William, you don't mind if I call you that since we're about to be family and all, do you? Of course not. It's fine. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, well, I have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, their names are Melissa and Clarissa. They're their mother's idea. I, I fought heavily against it, but you know. Beautiful names. They are. They really are. Your wife has great taste. Uh, I like to think so. She she did volunteer to marry me, so she must have some amount of taste, whether it's good or bad. I, I can't quite tell, but she she's done well with our, our children. Um, wonderful woman. Uh. Speaking of children and family and taste and all that, uh, I, as happy as I am to have you as a prospective son-in-law, I am a, a protective man, uh, uh, both of my business interests and of my family, which at some point are difficult to set to tell apart. <clears throat> uh, and while you are certainly a strong and talented knight, I have a a rule that I don't enter into business with anyone that I haven't uh, tested in, in some way. I see. And what test is it you have planned? Uh, a test of character. Clearly you're, you're strong enough to defend my daughters if, you, if ever, any harm were ever to be threatened to them. But I would like to see how you behave, uh, who you are as a person on the inside. Are you a, a brute or are you a gentle soul? Very well. Wonderful. Well, uh, I have a business meeting I, I need to attend. And I was hoping you could come along with me um, so you could see how the family works. And so you could, uh, we could spend a little bit of time one-on-one, -on -one, getting to know each other before we join our houses proper. 
I uh, ignore the fact that he's not really a house because he hasn't got a house name. But yeah. I say, um, of course, that's that's uh, quite agreeable. I would uh, I would like to get to know you as well, Richard. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, uh, dinner will be served in about an hour, so why don't we have the servants bring us some drinks and uh, play a few rounds of darts until dinner is ready. Sounds very nice. Okay. I shall... Um, I, I stand up and like take off my, my sword and lay it down on a table or something and sit back down. He heads to the door again and calls the servant on the other side to bring you guys... Uh, a game of darts and some drinks and uh, you know whatever else you guys need and they set up a dartboard over the fireplace and bring over a bunch of heavy darts nice and <clears throat> you guys get to play is there anything in particular you are looking to ask your potential um, father-in-law I try and work out what kind of business he's in you know like what kind of goods does he trade I started by trading ore. Uh, there was a... Well, I got my start in a very fortunate way. There was a, an overturned cart filled with iron ore that had been attacked on the road just north of here. Uh, probably by kobolds or goblins or some stupid creature because they didn't take the iron ore. Huh. Uh, and, well, it was just lying there, so I packed it up in my little... Uh, cart because at that time I, I was just a simple farmer and uh, brought it into town and made my first sale and uh, then I took that money and reinvested it in a larger cart and a horse uh, well, an ox really and a couple of soldiers and took off uh, to get me some more went all the way to the Iron Ridge it was a dangerous journey mind you we almost died a few times but filled it up and brought it back and one thing led to another, and 20 years later, here we are. It's an impressive rise to uh, power, or to, to position at least. One not easily or frequently accomplished, I know. But uh, I, I think Quantarius has always been watching over me. He's been a good luck charm to me ever since I was a young boy. I uh, wish uh, my brother had your industrious qualities. <laughs> However, perhaps if he did, I wouldn't be here, so... Yes, I, I have heard your brother, uh, of your brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, your, your mother wrote to me about him <clears throat> a while the, ago. Uh, the uh, primogeniture laws in our society uh, sometimes lead to bad rolls of the dice. Uh, I'm afraid that this generation of my family is uh, rolled poorly. Hmm. Well, uh, I can't speak for your brother, having never met him. But you seem to have turned out quite well thus far. Yes, I, uh, I, I, I prefer to focus on the knightly virtues and my, my duty to the to the crown. I, I try not to worry too much of my land holdings or my, my claims on on various titles, since. That's always been my brother's realm. Mm. Mm. Well, you are the the knightly virtues and titles are the reason why I opted to uh, ask for my daughters to marry you instead of him. Originally, yes. your mother reached out asking if your brother would like to, if 
marry, uh, my daughters would like to marry your brother. But uh, after poking around a little bit, I decided that would be a, a bad fit. As I said, I'm very protective of my children. <clears throat> a wise choice, most surely. Still, uh, I don't have much of a hand for darts, but I'll, uh, I'll give it a go. I, my arms are very long. I can almost reach the board. And I, I, I take some throws. I'm going to make some dex checks. Okay. See how how well we can do here. So I'm level two, so I'm going to get a plus one. Twelve. I mean, not that great, really. <laughs> two twelves, a six, a five, and a four. So I think I probably got handily beaten at darts. Uh, yeah, definitely. He gets like a a ten, a fourteen, a fifteen, a twenty-one, and a twenty-four. So once he uh, he hits his hundred and eighty and then double top to win the game or whatever, I uh, I uh, I turn around and uh, smile at him and say, "This is why I tend to stick to the sword. Strength, not dexterity, is my gift." Simply a matter of practice, and I've been practicing for many years here. Very well. well. I don't mind to lose to a master. Mm-hmm. Uh, so eventually you guys are seated for dinner. Uh, uh, two yeah. of his daughters are... His two daughters are brought in, um, but they only make a cursory appearance. They they come in both dressed quite nicely in like a presented to your new husband sort of way. <laughs> right. Um, after the two of you are already seated... Uh, and he well bring uh, motions them over to stand beside and behind him. And he motions to his uh, one daughter and the other, and says, "This is Melissa, and this is Clarissa, one of the daughters." And since we already know who you're married to, I'm actually going to keep their which ones named which kind of a, a secret. Um, and I'll I want to leave it the opportunity for either one of these people to be the one that you end up marrying. So I'm not going to actually direct their names right now that makes sense um the older one of them steps forward and goes oh father he is much more handsome than you let on and begins to like walk towards you and like drapes a hand on your shoulder and walks past you and kind of like gives like a a real look at you and then comes back and says is he this one can we keep him (laughs) um the other daughter is a little bit more quiet and reserved Her shoulders are a little bit slumped. Her posture's not that great, although she's dressed very finely. Um, yeah. And she keeps glancing towards the door the whole time. Okay, she doesn't seem interested. She seems really uninterested in being here. She's the slightly younger one of the two. Are they attractive? Uh, well... Roll me 3d4 plus... Uh... Plus six. Here's hoping I. So the older one is a fourteen, and the younger one is a twelve. The one who's more interested is better looking. Great. Yes. <clears throat> all right. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I make the, all the right noises and use my etiquette proficiency to to say the right things, kiss the right hands. You know. Right. Right. Um, the their father. Uh, you know, talks you up for a little bit, talks about this. Is, he was squired to Kel Roderick, uh, whose stories you grew up hearing, and he's done this and that, and there's something about these orcs over here, and yada yada. Mm-hmm. 
And the entire time, whenever he address, uh, speaks of you, he speaks in your full name. Kel William... Uh, what's your last name? Marshall. Marshall, that's right. Kel William Marshall uh, of this village south of Solwick, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 okay. He says all the right regalia. This guy's got a bit of a silver tongue, hasn't he? I get the feeling that this is all very, very well thought out on his part. Uh, the older daughter, who seems more interested, comes and kind of like sits on the edge of the table next to you and says, So, tell me your one of the stories of your great adventures. Oh, it's... Um, stories such as that aren't for... Well, for the delicate ears of women, I'm afraid. Um, maybe... Nonsense. I have heard all of the stories. I love to go down to the theater and listen to whatever is being played on stage, and you know what the local theaters can be like. <clears throat> uh, yes, of course. Well, I try and think of a, a less gruesome story than murdering orcs. And, uh, you know, like, my life's not particularly that appropriate mm-hmm. for... For women and I, I don't know i haven't got um i haven't got a good story on hand but I, i'll maybe tell the story of like a, a jousting competition or a, a melee in a tournament mm-hmm. or something like that and you know where i <clears throat> like i don't know defeated the the champion or came out on top and then present i said i presented her a, my 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 rose to one of the women in the crowd but she was nowhere near as beautiful as you if only you'd have been there that day. Uh, there is blushing and giggling coming from the one seated on the table beside you. Uh, the other one begins to impatiently tap her foot. Okay. I I don't really have desire to force this girl to marry me if she doesn't like me. So I I, I pretty quickly start pushing most of my attention on the, the older daughter. Right. Uh... Your Richard asks if you have any questions for either of them. Um, Surely you must have some sort of question if you if you could ask the question uh, a question to someone who you will be arranged to marry. Wouldn't you want to know something about them? I care most about the pureness of their heart, and they both seem very well raised and good people. Um, what is it you look like? And I, I, I assume at this, can I assume at this point which one's which? Uh, no. No, okay. So I say to the older girl, you know, I don't, and what is it that you would see, you would look for in a husband? To the, the younger one? No, the older one. The older one? Well, in a husband, someone who's strong and can care for me and my family, protect us against other things, uh, dangers of the world. Someone who is virtuous and always will remain true beside me. Uh, A man who is caring and gentle, uh, well-read, well-traveled. Let's see. He would need to have his manners intact, so I don't have to remind him at the dinner table not to uh, lean on his elbows, and she throws a look to her younger sister with this. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Someone with uh, wealth, so that we can live comfortably. Someone with status, so that we can be uh, well arranged in society. Someone who knows to speak up for our family and move us forward, politically speaking, but at the same time isn't overbearing and isn't too aggressive. Uh, a strongly assertive person with a gentle heart and a combative build. 
Um, let's see. I would want a husband who knows his place in society but is not content with it. Uh, and someone who treats me like a princess. Uh, I would want a husband who can... <laughs> Proper and the father says that's that's <clears throat> that's quite enough right now, darling. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, need clearly, to see the the long list. You've clearly given that a lot of thought. And wow. uh, and oh, and how about you? I say, turning to the to the younger girl. Mm. I would ask that he have at least a little brain and isn't entirely muscle. Of course. Well, um, looks can be deceiving, I suppose. And uh, I, I awkwardly sort of uh, make further conversation with Richard at that point. I <clears throat> I was kind of pretty set on the older girl, but that, that whole list thing kind of threw me off a little bit. I didn't like the being treated like a princess kind of thing, right? There's only one princess in my life, and that's Princess of Solwick. Oh... <laughs> So I um I maybe spend a bit more time trying to get to know the the younger girl better, and um, I want to find out you know what what books she likes to read, um you know if she's histories maybe we've, histories. histories of Drekus, Eridon, Matava especially. Hmm. Do you find uh, why do you find Matava so interesting? Because it is so unlike any other place, you know in Matava. They all the men are born into slavery. I I was aware of that. Yes. Would you see that in Drekus? I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Slavery is a most abhorrent system. It's wrong on every level. And her, the older sister speaks up and says, "Well, then, what are we supposed to do with all the captured citizens of war? Hmm? Just <clears throat> let them go so they can come back and fight us again? You haven't really thought this through." Is uh, Matava's the one that's ruled by the dragon, right? Uh, no, Matava, uh, that's Mistria. Uh, okay, okay. I don't say that then. Or maybe I do, but that'd probably put her off me. Right? Uh, she, um, yeah, maybe a little bit. She kind of cocks her head to the side <laughs> and politely corrects you, saying, um, my good dear knight, uh, Matava is the trading kingdom due east. Mistria is the one ruled by the red dragon due north. Ah, yes. Uh, I tend to try and avoid both, so I must have got them confused. Well, neither are good places to live. Uh, especially not for me. No. <clears throat> so, um, do, you, do you do you research social histories of Drakus or uh, military history? I, 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 I'm no historian, but I, I tend to focus on the military side. There's much to be learned of uh, captaining and generaling and study of old battles I feel that the kingdoms have been shaped by war but that it tends to be the not as influential as some folks would like to think I think the social and economic policies of the rulers tend to be more influential than whatever battle happens to be won or not at the end of the day it's the rulership and leadership that makes the decisions and whether one town is in one person's hands or another is fairly inconsequential perhaps if we'd have lost the war against Akuba things would have been a lot more different though I'd say we'd be speaking Akuban but things would probably remain much the same hmm I'm not so sure about that they have um, 
a much different culture than ours. You remain silent. <laughs> I don't actually know much about a Cuban culture. I mean, but... you're, you're absolutely right, though. But she <clears throat> seems content with the issue. Your father, sensing the awkwardness in the room, says, Now, ladies, ladies, um, William and I have a, a few issues to discuss. We'll, we'll be leaving in the morning, uh, and we will be back hopefully within a month, hopefully less. And at that point, well, he will get to pick one of you. I am um, assuming that this is their cue to leave. I stand up and, mm-hmm. and kiss both their hands and, uh, you know, like, uh, kneel down, gaze mm-hmm. up at them, kiss the hand, uh, say, it's, you know, it's nice to meet you, Melissa. It's, it's good to meet you, Clarissa. Mm-hmm. May you farewell in the weeks to come. Yeah. And they leave, and he says, oh, well, they are certainly a handful, each in their own right. But Indeed. What child is it? I'm sure you were a handful for your parents as well. Yeah, well, they sent me away to uh, Squire for a night. I I think maybe I was too much of a handful for them. Ugh, maybe I should have sent my daughters away. Let me tell you, you you wouldn't look at it, but both of them are very demanding at times. Uh, Having to scour the local, all the towns for books on various arcane and ridiculous subjects or, you know, find a a suitable guard who can keep up with the other as she flounces around town going to parties and theaters and whatnot. It's it's stressful work. Sometimes I think I want to marry one of them off just just so (laughs) I don't have a heart attack. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, My brother and I are very different in the things that we find interesting and it seems that your family is the same. Say, uh, you wouldn't happen to have any uh, any sort of harder drinks, would you? I, uh, <laughs> that doesn't bode well for our future family <laughs> arrangements, but sure. Uh, I, prefer, he, I, I, I like a, a stiff drink after dinner. He calls over uh, another servant. Um, you've noticed like five or six different servants for a house that seems to only have three people. He's made no mention of his... Other than that first mention, he's made no further mention of his wife, and she hasn't uh, made an appearance <clears throat> at dinner or anything. But there, okay. there's easily five or six servants in the house, plus the guy on the outside. Yeah, um, right. Anyway, they, they bring you over a couple of stiff drinks, some nice crystal vases filled with uh, more, and uh, he brings out a, a, a... One of the servants also brings out a chess game, and mm. uh, he immediately sets it up and... I think we're going to take our break here, and when we come back, we will see you guys on your father-son bonding trip. Yep, all right. Sounds good. See you in a bit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. Sort of. Welcome back. All right. It's time to get on the road. Yes, indeed. Your potential father-in-law... is going to take you down to Bondundesir uh, the next day. Well, it'll probably take you two days to get there. Stop off in Solwick and then get to Bondundesir to catch a ship uh, to head over to Pernissus to pick up a series of goods and then head to Bontheris north of that. Let me try and show chat where these things are. Uh, Pernissus over here. Come on. Ping. 
and then Bondundasir or Bontheris up to here, and then down and over to Stoneport. Um, that's the, the pattern that they're going to go in, and then <clears throat> sorry, I see Bontheris and Stoneport. Where's the Penaris place? Oh, Panasis, then I see Panasis down. Panasis is right here. It's just due east of you. And where are we getting the ship from? From Bondundasir in the south. Okay, so we're walking all the way back down here. Ship to Panasis, mm-hmm. Bontheris, and what? And then a ship to Stoneport. Yep, same ship from Bondundasir to Panasis to Theris to Stoneport. And then, depending on how things go, maybe a stop at Bon May before you r- arrive back in Bond Undeseer. All right. Okay. Why not? Uh, your father-in-law has a carriage for you guys to ride to uh, Bond Undeseer. It's a fairly nice carriage. Uh, comfortable on the inside. Uh, well-maintained and cleaned on the outside, but not overly fancy like nice woodwork but no precious metals used in any trappings or trappings all right no jeeves no uh there there is a driver but he's not jeeves it's a a young woman um okay yeah you guys don't even get introduced i don't ride in carriages often but i i i try and sort of keep that myself yeah it's a uh, well. It's a bumpy ride. They haven't invented shock absorbers yet, so it, uh, you feel every bump on the road. But the cushions are like thick, so that, that it's a little bit more dulled. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Sorry. Right. Late night of fears of the storm for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. So uh, I don't think there's anything he important on the way to Bondundasir. You guys can stop off in Solwick, where uh, one of the servants will take your horse to be taken back to your family's house, so Mm. your horse is taken care of. Um, And then you go to Bondundasir the next day. All right. I assume I've been here before as well. Yeah, you have been. Uh, Richard takes you down to the docks there and shows you to the, the ship that will be carrying you guys around. It is called the Fat Lady. Fat Lady. It is the Fat Lady. Yep. Okay. Let's hope she doesn't sink. No. Hey, quite light. She'll never sink on anyone. As long as you that... keep her close to the coast. I said sink, but yes. Let's hope it doesn't mm. sink either. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> that would be much worse. No. Uh, so... I have a small confession to make to you. I wasn't mm. entirely forthright with you about this this journey. Uh, I, I do indeed want to get to know you better. That That is most certainly true. Um, but the reason we're going on this particular journey is the last time I was in Pernissus, um, someone tried to have me killed. I see. And if we're going to be going back, I, I need to go back to, to do business. Um, and I would like to have someone a little more trustworthy on hand in case the assassins pop up again. Hmm. Saw yourself a royal escort. Well, let's just say an opportunity presented itself to kill two birds with one stone. I get to 
properly test the metal of my potential future son-in-law and get to maintain my own personal health and well-being. Well, <clears throat> the, the crown doesn't usually lend its swords to protect the interests of merchants, but given that we're to be family, I suppose I could make an exception. Of course, and the crown is hardly covering your costs or expenses here, and I see you as a free agent in this situation. I nod. Very well. Who is this man who attempted to have you killed? I don't know. Ah. A dagger in an alley oh, narrowly missed my, my port organs, they say. Uh, never did catch the guy. Don't know who he was working for, but I have my suspicions. Well, let's try and not cause any trouble while we're there. Hopefully we'll pass through peacefully, but uh, I shall keep you safe. Thank you. Thank you, my son. Uh, and you guys hop on a boat and make your way uh, up to Bondundas here, which you can do in a single day. Um, <clears throat> it's not a, a terribly long voyage. The fat lady is a coaster, so that means she isn't really steep sea worthy. Uh, yeah. She's got to keep the coast in sight, thus, thus the name coaster. Okay. And uh, you guys arrive in Pernissus that evening. As the boat is pulling up to the docks, he, uh, you notice he gets a spyglass out from the one of the, the, the cupboards in the, the quarters and kind of takes a careful look at the docks. The ship is coming in. Um, satisfied, he closes it and hands it back to one of the other sailors and says, it looks like the docks are clear. I'm never going to forget that man's face. Let me, um, there. Let me speak to the... Uh, the the dockmaster before you leave. Uh, I head off the boat and go and speak to the the guy running the dock. Sure. Uh, the harbor master is there. Uh, she's a middle aged woman, uh, kind of short in stature, like really like four ten, uh, so so quite short. Uh, and's got like a little stool to bring her up to everyone else's level while she jots in a journal and marks down what ships are coming in and who's on them and whether they've been inspected or not, and whether they paid their fees or not, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I say to her, um, good afternoon. My name is Cal William Marshall under the authority of the Princess of Solwick. I'm here escorting Master Richard, the merchant from Thickleglade. Uh, we're docking on the fat lady. And she gives you a, a curtsy and, and nods and makes some notes very quickly. Wonderful. And I uh, I hand her a few coins and I say, I trust we'll be having no trouble in town. Trouble? It's safe this time of year, is it? She nods. We rarely have trouble down here. Uh, a few dock rats every now and then. She gives you a meaningful look. But they're mostly kept in check. It's been a while since we've had any real trouble on the docks. Uh, Very well. If, um, if you do find people asking for us, please seek me out. She nods slowly. Will you be staying on the ship or at an inn in town? Um, I'm not sure. Check with the ship. There should be, there should be someone around. She nods. Um, and, yeah. All right. Back to the ship. Yeah, so I'm trying to preempt any any trouble, right? But uh, I had... Prevention's I, worth a pound of cure. 
Yeah. I had back and say, uh, I paid our docking fees, uh, Richard. Let's uh, let's make landfall. Generous spirit, too. You'll make a fine addition to the family. Or, should I say, my daughters will earn a good husband. Indeed. Um, it's a shame I can't marry them both. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have them both off of my hands, but I, I don't think that would be quite proper. No, likely not. Okay. So, you guys head into town, okay. uh, and he immediately begins to steer you away from the, the center of town. He says, I, my <clears throat> business contacts here live north side. Uh, we like to keep some of our bigger, more important trade deals uh, a little bit away from prying eyes. You know how delicate business can be. I can imagine. I trust that it's all above board. He turns his head. It does not really understand. What do you mean? No, I'm, I'm jesting with you, Richard. And I, I, I tap, slap mm. him on the back. And I, I want to keep an eye out. Like, is he? It sounds like he's leading me away into like the slums, the dodgy part of town. But no, 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 not quite the slums. It's just um, closer to farmland. Um, okay, that's, that's so fine. Like the ed- more towards the edge of town. There's a, a little house. It's not quite a manor, but it's bigger <clears> than <throat> most of the other houses around. It's got a little stone wall and a garden and everything. Um, it all looks on the up and up, but it's just out of the the middle of town. Yeah, that's fine. I guess something I'd like to keep an eye out is if he's making, like, you know, if he's doing illegal, illegal trade in anything, or you know, if he's if he's doing anything against the law, I'd like to know. No. Okay. Uh, so he brings you into this house uh, where there's a, a bit of a warm reception from the the folks there. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you notice no servants, but various family members who greet him with uh, open arms and. Big clasps of the back. Uh, Mead gets passed around very quickly. You get introduced to a, a dozen people whose names you're not going to remember one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and get sat down at a table where there is already food served. It looks like you've interrupted their dinner and they've just brought you on in. Okay. Uh, the person you're meeting with here is a woman by the name of Nancy. Okay. Nancy. Mm-hmm. And she and Richard immediately delve into this uh, conversation about a trade deal between their two um, trading companies and how they're going to handle the the Matava end of a trade route. Um, I think for William, this is probably a fairly dull conversation. Yeah, I, I try and I try and maintain um, a look of interest, or but I, I sit quietly. I'm, I wait for him to finish his business. Right, right. So it seems like both of them have been trading with Matava and they're competing against each other has been hurting their profit margins. And so they're here to make a deal that uh, one person will do that leg of the run and the other person will take over a different leg of a different run. And they'll sort of like work together in like a vertically integrated um I don't want to say economy, but vertically integrated business, almost like a, a, almost as if they're joining to make one, but they're kind of keeping a little bit of separation here. A joint venture. Thank you. A joint, a vertically integrated joint venture um, that will eliminate competition and increase profits for everyone involved. All right. Great. I mean, that sounds, that sounds fine to me. There there are no anti-monopoly laws or antitrust laws in this time in the world. So it's totally legit. Yeah, yeah. All right. I um, 
You know, I just sort of look around the house. Just, do these people look as rich as Richard? No, definitely not. Or at least they're not displaying it. Um, but partway through dinner, a, a servant, not a servant, a, a, one of the, the people in the house comes over and whispers next to Richard and Nancy uh, something to both of them. And Richard leans over, um, kind of tapping on her elbow and says, there's someone outside walking around the prep, the, the wall of the house, uh, mm. looking over the wall. Do you, do you think, Mr. Knight, uh, you could take care of this for us? See, see what's going on? Of course, yes. That's, uh, that's more, than, more than fine. I, I step away, mm-hmm. relieved to get a break from the, the talk of business. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I grab my sword that I lent against the wall and attach it to my belt. In its sheath, of course. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I head out of the door and start wandering around the walls of the property. All right. Uh, sure enough. Well, actually, give me a perception check, an opposed perception check. Is my perception better than it is in the real game? I mean, probably not. No, your perception should be the same. Well, I just thought maybe, you know, because I'm not as old. My, my uh, eyesight's better. <laughs> You're not but old I, enough to have take uh, stat penalties yet, so... But I got, I got a 25, so that's pretty that's good. Nice. That's much nicer than what they get. Um, and you step out through the front gate quietly and immediately so- see someone's back to you going kind of like the edge uh, of the wall and turning around to go going counterclockwise. <clears throat> so he, he's like walking around the wall and I'm catching up to him. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, uh, I'm i not sure how quiet I can be, so I just pick up the, the pace, but I'm not running. I'm still walking, going to try and catch up with this person. Sure. You get to the corner and look around and see this figure dressed in kind of dark browns uh, partway up this wall, which is maybe like eight feet high, high enough that you can't see in, but not so high you can't climb it, and also not of like castle finish, just kind of like lumpy rocks. Um, yeah. This person's climbed up a little bit and is peering over the wall, uh, just you know, at eye level, looking into the, the garden, and from there you can see through the windows into the well-lit house. <clears throat> can I get up behind him without him noticing? That would be uh, like a dex check versus their perception. I mean, I want to just like pull him down off the wall, right, onto his back. Right. The person's still like twenty, uh, like thirty feet down the the wall from where you're standing, so. Mm-hmm there's a, a good chance that they'll spot you if you try and sneak up on them. The alternative being to just make a charge. Or whatever else you want. Okay, I guess uh, rather than sneak up on him, I'll just keep walking towards him. And um, while if he if he stops and sees me and attempts to to run, I mean, I don't know, tell me what happens. The I, figure I doesn't. No, uh, they, they don't notice you coming. They keep their eyes on the house. <clears throat> Okay. So I, I get behind him then and I'll just like grab him by the waist. Is it stone the floor or is that grass? It's grass. Right, so I grab him by the waist and like fling him down off the wall onto his back. Uh, as the, the body goes down, hits the ground, you see a flash of light as a dagger gets drawn from a, a belt. <clears throat> All right. I, uh, I mean, if I see it, let's roll initiative. Cause... All right. I think that's definitely what this is. You toss this person onto the ground. They hit with a thud um, that kind of turns into a bit of a roll. And in a moment, they're back up on their feet with a four for initiative. Oh, he's already on his feet. Well, I mean, he passes tumbling check. Let's put it that way. 
All right, then. I'll roll. I draw my sword then. Ten. All right, you go at ten. Uh, the figure sees you. It's dark outside. Um, probably can't even actually tell that you're wearing armor right now because of the, the darkness and whatnot. So it gets up and makes a lunge at you with the, the knife, which is a, a wild miss, not even not even hitting your arm, uh, your body. Okay. Um, this guy looks small. Like, smaller, I mean, everyone looks small to you. It's an average-sized human. All right. <clears throat> I guess then I'm going to try and restrain him instead of stabbing him. Okay. Since he seems woefully unprepared for this fight. Yeah. Um, so I will just make a straight... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go so well. You take a, a grab at them and just fumble completely, tripping over a rock in the night and stumbling forward. Uh, I think at this point, the target catches on that you are huge and well-armored and will roll initiative for the next round and they go up four. Okay. Is it, uh, is it three to try and grab him? Yeah. A dagger is what? Two. Two. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make sense that I draw my dagger. I mean, I try and grab him again. Okay. Although... I've still got my sword. I try and grab him with my left hand. Sure. Oh, it's a sweet uh, time. We'll call it a nine. Just drop the ten in place. Okay. Uh, the figure bolts into the night. Giving me an attack opportunity, right? If Not. you take it. Can I take it non-lethally no. at minus, minus four or something to hit? Uh, yeah, I guess you could try a non-lethal blow. Well, it's like trip him up or something. Uh, no, it would be a regular attack, but you'd be hitting with the flat of the blade, so it would be like a minus four to hit, I think, is how we do non-lethal. And then Yeah, because I, I, I cold shot his legs kind of deal and try and trip him as he runs. Sure. Okay, so minus four is going to be um, minus one to hit. No, minus... No, just going straight d20. 18. Uh, so minus four plus two for back attack. And all that jazz, right? I'm already counting the minus four, so it'd be okay. d20 plus two, so it'd be 20. Aren't you second level? Shouldn't you have plus three to hit? Uh, two from yeah, strength? Plus, two from strength, one from specialization, and one from level. So that'd be plus four, and then minus four for, and then plus two for back attack, so it should be like a 20. Total. Yeah, 20, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you double crit the target with AC 10. All right, I mean, he falls over. Uh, yeah, but the problem is that you're so freaking strong that even your non-lethal attempt might actually kill him outright. Okay, well, spots have a broken leg. Yeah. Beatty. <laughs> no, there, there's no broken leg here. It's like, maybe it is a broken leg, but it's like a, a mortal wound. Uh, like you accidentally shatter a leg and then they fall over and part of the leg juts up into the... The, the like hip bones and there's a lot of like internal bleeding actually external bleeding because the bones like jutting out and there's a, a, a faint cry of like suffering and then it goes quiet pretty quickly alright I uh, I search his, his coat or whatever he's wearing for clues uh, alright as you flip the body over to start searching for clues you recognize that it is a, a woman not a man 
uh, the person has no semblance of armor whatsoever. Uh, they've just got the, the one dagger on them. There's some, like, there's a makeup kit in there, uh, as well as a, a set of lockpicks tucked away in their, their coat, um, and nothing else. No coins, nothing. It just looks like break-in tools and things to muck up their face. Does it look like she died instantly, or is she struggling in pain? Uh, a few like minutes. a five or six second death. Yeah, because I'll I'll cut her throat if she's dying slowly. Yeah, she had seven HP, so uh, you brought her down to more than negative ten. So she's definitely dead. Okay, so I, I wipe off my my sword. I assume there's some blood on it. Mm-hmm. I sheathe it, and um, I want to head back into town and try and find a guard. I leave the body where it is. Sure. Uh, you head back into town, and you find guards patrolling the streets, talking. Uh, they're in groups of two. They've got leather armor, spears, daggers. Okay, uh, I go, go up to one of them and say, uh, Good man, uh, my name is Cal Marshall. Uh, would you please accompany me for a moment? They nod, salute, and follow. I, I, as we're walking, I say, uh, I found a suspicious character trying to climb the walls of um, a, fr- a friend of mine and attempted to apprehend them, but I'm afraid it didn't go too well for them. And I take them up. I, I, I take them to the body. Okay. By the time you get there, some of the other people from inside the house have come out and you know wondering what happened to Rich, uh, William. And All there's right. a, a small gathering around the dead body with lanterns shining on it. <clears throat> um, they ex- call ex- out to you guys as you approach. Who, who goes there? Until they see who you are. It's me. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I look to Richard. Does he look upset? Uh, he looks nervous. He's pacing back and forth. Uh, okay. Bringing his hands behind his back. So, if it seems his major concern is not getting in trouble, I try and take command of the the situation. And I say, I found this, uh, this lady climbing the walls to your estate and peering through the windows. Um, they have suspicious items on them. I'm afraid... Uh, she, she shook a nasty wound in my attempt to apprehend her. The guards look her over, uh, check for any sort of signs of life, and yep, she's dead. The wound, though, it looks, um, you know, it's she's not been run through by a longsword, right? Right. Her leg's broken, so yeah. I explain what happened, and I, I say I found some, I think she's got some lockpicks on her and various uh, camouflaged things. Makeup. Well, not surprising. We've had a uh, increased issue with thieves and criminals in the last six months or a year. Really? Yes. You think it's an organized uh, group? Sudden spike in crime? Sounds like organization to me. It's a shame this one's dead. We would love to know who it is they're working for and what it is they're doing. They seem I, to be uh, targeting merchant ships, though. Could you give me a moment? And I, I, I walk back and step over to... Uh, this is... P- Penisus is under Solwick's rule, right? Yes, it is part of the, the county of Solwick. <clears throat> I, um, I, I take Richard to the side and say, uh, Richard, I'm not sure how pressing your travel plans are or how far the... Um, hospitality of our hosts extends but while we're here I wouldn't mind 
taking some time to look into this for the princess's benefit. I um, I could do with making some official use of my time while we're here. He nods. We we should leave tomorrow, but uh, this seems big enough that we should we can delay another day. Do you, do you need more than a day? Let's uh, a day should do. Let's uh, let's see what I can get done. Thank you, and I hope I didn't interrupt your business too much. No, this is exactly what I brought you along for. Sort of thing. So I, I, I walk away from Richard and head back to the guards. Mm-hmm. And I say, um, I'm traveling currently, but I can afford to spend a few days in town. I'd love to extend the hand of the crown and provide some assistance in this matter while I'm here. The guards nod. Uh, we'd be happy to have a man of your rank assist us with this investigation. If your commander is still around, I would speak to him. Of course. Uh, They go to pick up the body, and as they do so, one of them steps back and goes, You smell that? Uh, The other guard comes over and gives a a bit of a sniff, uh, and they confer for a moment between each other, and then approach you and say, There's a a particular odor on this one. A... uh, it smells like there's a brewery in town. Uh, they they do wheat ales instead of barley. Uh, ah. It has a particular smell to it, and it smells like this person was drinking wheat ale very recently. That's interesting. Well, perhaps we can go and visit that tavern, or that brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I turn to the guests of Richard, or, you know, our hosts and, and Richard, and I say, I'll be going with the guards here to investigate this this issue, but I I trust that you'll be able to continue your business in my stead? Or in my absence? Of course, of course. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to meet you all, and I go and shake the hands of the men, and kiss the hands of the women. They accept? And, um, I, I ask Richard quietly if we were meant to be staying with them tonight, or if we have an inn. I was going to stay on the ship, um, but I, we can arrange whatever you need. No, 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 no. Uh, the ship's fine. I'll see you there later. Mm. All right, I, and then I turn and head back with the guards. Okay. I let them carry the body. Yep. Uh, they take the body back uh, to a church in town um, for proper burial and all that jazz. And, and when that when that detail's finished, they look to you. All right. Uh, uh, I would speak with your your captain to exhaust the information we have on these these ragamuffins. Hmm. They bring you to their captain, a man by the name of Rod. Captain Rod. Captain Rod. Captain Rod. My name is Kel William Marshall. I, I work for Princess in Solwick. He reach, uh, gives you a salute and then reaches out to shake your hand. Welcome aboard. Uh, Uh, Welcome to Pernissus. I caught um, a thief, or at least a suspicious character, peering over the walls of my business associate's estate. And I'm told that you have a problem in town? The guards hand over the thieves' picks and the disguise makeup kit. Um, And Captain Rod nods and says, We have been having some issues with uh, thievery. Uh, not mm-hmm. not individual citizens, homes being burglarized so much as uh, 
large quantities of cargo going missing, um, being stolen, a few murders here and there, attempted assassination a few months back. It's grave, grave deeds. Trade is the backbone of the kingdom, and it's of utmost importance that we uh, facilitate its uh, happening. Hmm. So, tell me what you know. Most of the problems occur down by the docks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The... We don't have any solid leads, otherwise I wouldn't be just standing around waiting for some knight to show up and solve things for us. Of course. Unfortunately. We've been trying to determine where these people work from, uh, but they're, they're quite clever, and it's hard to follow footprints on a busy dock that has no dust or dirt or mud. So we're more or less uh, out of luck right now. Well, um, the your men smelt the odor of wheat beer on this on the assailant. I'm told that there's a certain brewery in town where this is made. Nods. Yes. Perhaps I'll uh, start my search there. Tell me, if I were to wander in there in my armor and regale my full regalia, would I put off the uh, patrons from talking? I think uh, a little intimidation goes a long way in getting ordinary folk to speak up. And those who are less likely to speak up, well, I think that'll tell you who your suspects are. Very well. Um, What time of night is it? Uh, It's two hours after sundown. Um, And it is spring, or almost spring, so it's still... Nights are still longer than days, so it's probably like eight or nine o'clock. Oh, okay, right. So this place will still be open then. Definitely. All right. So I, uh, I nod at them and say, um, "I'll check in with you in the morning." Mm-hmm. And I, I wander out of the guard station. Sure. Uh, and... The brewery in town that is uh, that produces this wheat ale is called the Goblin's Grog. Grog. Goblin's Grog. Goblin's Grog. Okay. Am I to understand that this is a brewery that is also a tavern? Yes. Okay. So I will head over to the Goblin's Grog. Right. You find the Goblin's Grog. Uh, Lights are on inside. People are laughing and jostling back and forth. The bartender is a a plump woman uh, cleaning a clean glass with a dirty rag. And uh, looks looks good. So when I walk in, I I scan the room for suspicious characters. Uh, and but here's here's my uh, my play on it. What I'm gonna do is I I figure that any uh, evildoers in here are gonna be suspicious of someone walking in in chainmail, right? So mm-hmm. I scan the room. I turn around to walk to the bar, and then halfway it's a casual walk to the bar. Halfway I like spin back around on my heels and look for anyone who's uh, okay. like watching. Uh, why don't you give me a perception check? Yeah. Nineteen. All right, it's not very good. Uh, the bar is pretty crowded. You do catch many people looking at you. You're a, an armed and armored knight in a civilian's pub. So most of the eyes in the tavern are on you. And I think it's hard to figure out if anyone's acting suspicious when so many people are staring. Okay, um, yeah, fair enough. So I, I turn back around and head to the, the uh, portly landlady. Uh, she comes over and 
immediately starts filling a mug and sets it before you without even asking and says, what, what, what can I do for you, Lord? Thank you. Um, have you seen a, a young lady? And then I give a description of this, this person. Uh, she should have been here recently, tonight. Um, you know, I have seen a young lady by that description. Hmm. And um, who is she sitting with? Uh, perhaps we should speak in uh, the cellar. Of course, yes. I I, I follow her down to the cellar. Down in the cellar, she, which is lit by lantern light, she wrings her hands a little nervously and says, um, that young lady was sitting with a group of people who are still here. Um, I didn't want to point them out public. Of course, wise. Do you know anything of these people? New folks in town. Um, they come here a lot. They, they spend a lot of money. Uh, great customers. Okay. Is well, everything okay? Uh, yes, everything should be fine for you. Uh, I, I, I don't intend to cause you any trouble. And I say, th- these people, where were they sitting and how many were there? Uh, there's... The, the group is about ten big. Today, I only see six um, after the young miss left. I think they're a, a group of merchants that have arrived recently. Um... Very well. I don't know too much about them. Okay. Um, thank you for the information. And I, I, I go to leave the cellar. Okay. She and leaves then, and immediately like veers away from you and goes and talks to other customers. So I go and sit down at the bar and finish my drink. Mm-hmm. And after after five minutes, I'll cast another glance over the room and try and spot these this table of people. Uh, sure enough, that table of people is there. Uh, the descriptions match the rudimentary descriptions she gave you, and two of them are looking your way, and as you give a glance around the room, they immediately tra- take their glance away. Okay, I, I finish my drink, and I, I stand up and pay the landlady for my tab, mm-hmm. and uh, leave. And I will, um, I try and get a look at that, you know, they're trying to remember their faces. Sure. Right. And I want to... Is there another bar across the street? Um, there is not another bar across the street, actually. What is across the street? Houses. Yep, this is a, a bar located in a fairly residential area. There's no other businesses around. Okay, then I I want to go and, like... Um, it's fairly, like, people... Uh, do people go outside to smoke? They don't, do they? No, they, they smoke inside. An uncivilized time. Yeah, but I, um, I don't know. I'm going to stand outside the wall for 15 minutes, like just out, like off to the side of the entrance of the bar. Sure. And if anyone comes out, I'll, I'll apprehend them. Or if after 15 minutes passes and no one leaves, uh, I might. Why don't you give me a perception check here? I know it's not one of your better stats. It's certainly William's not. not built for investigating crimes. No, maybe I should have gone. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. All right. So you actually, you're standing outside. The noise from within the bar is uh, deafened somewhat. And, yeah. and you hear what appears to be a, a side or a back door to the tavern opening and closing. Um, you can hear the, the music from inside kind of grow in volume and then dissipate again with the sound of the door. Yeah. 
Um, it's just around the corner from where you are. Okay, so I, I you know, I, I turn around the corner mm-hmm. uh, at a quick pace, and I'm sort of jogging, right? Uh, but I, I, I can't. You see look, one of the the six people that, that yeah. was sitting at the table. Okay, what is he doing? Uh, she has just stepped out of the door and looks to the side as you come jogging around the corner and stops in place. Okay. And looks away and starts walking away. So if she hesitates, I, I, I if she keep, you know, if she doesn't turn and run immediately, I'll stop running. And I, I take a few more steps towards her and say, uh, excuse me, could I have a word, please? She freezes in her tracks and turns to face you. Yes? Uh, those, those men, uh, those are the people you were drinking with. Yes. Are they, they friends of yours? What business is it of yours? I'm a knight of the crown. I'm investigating a crime. Oh, well then. Uh, business associates. Mm. Uh, would you mind accompanying me to the, um, to the, the town guards, uh, offices for discussions, please? I, I, these streets are not official, uh, are not the right location for this kind of discussion. She and nods I, her head slowly. Of course, I would be happy to accompany you. Okay, so I am. Um, I go to grab her by the hand and I, I lead her back towards the. T- and I'm not going to hold her hand the whole way, but I, I let her walk in front of me. And I'm. I'm ready for her to try and bolt, and I'm just going to like grab her the second that she tries to pull anything. Uh, she walks alongside you the whole way there. Okay, I, I get her into the into the building. Uh, um, there is Captain Rod along with uh, one other man at arms hanging out. <clears throat> uh, this lady here knows the um, the deceased. Oh, I see. Uh, welcome, miss. What did you say your name was? She gives her name as Heather and sits down uncomfortably between the two captain, the, the two authority figures here. I say, uh, would you be able to identify a body for us? I think that maybe you knew her. Of course. Uh, who? Well, you can tell me. And I lead her to the, I don't know, wherever the, the, the body is. Yeah, there's a, a temple nearby. Where the body okay. is being prepared for funeral rites. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, as you walk in, it's very apparent on her face that she knows the the deceased. There's a, a pause as the body comes into view, and then a look towards you and towards Captain Rod. Uh, oh my. What, did what happened? That, did you know this person? Uh, yes, we, we were... We were Business acquainted. Associates. Yes. Um, and what was her name? Jane. Jane. And when did Jane arrive? I couldn't say. I She didn't arrive with me. Very well. Um, I'm afraid to tell you that your friend Jane uh, died on the wrong side of the law. Really? I find that difficult to believe. She was attempting to break into uh, the house of a, a rich merchant in town. Which one? Uh, I give the name of the, the family that 
that uh, Richard was going to say. Uh, you aware of anything like that? She shakes her head. Certainly not. Uh, trade was her her area of expertise. <clears throat> trade. Yes. She was a, a translator for our group. Uh, you're a group, are you? A company, let's call it. A uh, company. And are you in charge of the company? No, sir. Would you be able to introduce me to your, uh, your, the owner or the, the leader of your group? Of course. We would be happy to comply with any request from the law. Perhaps okay. I should arrange something for tomorrow in a more formal setting. No. Uh, are they still at the tavern? Maybe we could, uh, we could go there right now. Wouldn't you prefer if all the officers of the company were present? Well, I can meet with the rest of them tomorrow. Let's okay. uh, let's go. And I I, I I go and whisper to the to Rod Rod, and I say, uh, can I spare a couple of guards to come with me in case this uh, gets ugly? I'll come along myself. All right. So I want them to uh, wait outside the tavern. I I I uh, show one to the side uh, exit and two out the front, and I'll go inside the tavern with uh, Jane and go and take a seat at that table. Sure. Uh, before you get there, she has a question for you while you're walking along the way. Uh, how how did she how did Jane die? Unfortunately. Um, my apprehension of her went a little bit southward and she took a, a nasty fall. I see. Were you close? Not particularly, no. Um, well, I'm sorry for your loss either way. It's never nice when people die, even if it's uh, deserved. Deserved, right. And you said that she was breaking into a house? That's the way I saw it, yeah. Climbing over the wall, uh, carrying thieves' tools. Thieves' tools, mine. Mm, you I, wouldn't know anything about that, though, would you? Uh, as I said, translator. She, she was a translator for the company. Uh, speaks Akubin, Matavan, Herodonian, Mistrian, and a few of the sub-race languages. Uh, a little bit of orc or goblin here or there. You, you know, just things that she's picked up in her life as a mercenary. That's a, a valuable tool. Yes, I, I'm sure... The others will be quite uh, disappointed to hear of her death. Uh, what were you doing at this this house, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, it's a uh, family business. Let's see. And um, you were, you said you were a knight. That's right. Look, I'm, I'm not here to answer your questions, unfortunately. Let's get a move on. You guys make it to the tavern. The captain of the guard stands out front with uh, and put posts two other soldiers by the side or back exit. Yeah. Uh, and the two of you head back into the tavern. All right. I just go and... I mean, I don't know if they, they probably see me coming, but I beeline to that table and take a seat. All right. And so I, uh, does Nancy. I'm sorry. I have so my... Does, uh, yeah, Nancy's her name, right? Yeah, Jane. Jane's the dead one. Sorry. So I think I, um, you know, I've got my sword at my hip, and sometimes if the chairs are too low to the ground, right, you have to take your sheath off the, off your belt, otherwise it'll scrape on the ground. So I, 
I remove my sheath and like place it across the table and sit down. That's a whole belt yeah. together. You, you take the, the sword and the belt together off. You've got a separate uh, sword belt from your pants belt. But yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So I do that. I put, I put it along the along the table in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I sit down and I say, uh, gentlemen, ladies. Uh, and who do we have the honor of speaking to? Says one gruff man with a big red beard. I say, uh, I'm in, I'm a knight of Sulwick. Oh, fancy pants, aren't we? Yeah, watch the tone, please. Is it a uh, smirk passes between the people at the table? I, I, I take a look. Are they armed? Uh, you know, they have daggers on, and one of them, the, the man who spoke up with the red beard, has a, a, a very long knife. You know, it's that middle ground between knife and short sword. Not quite long enough to be a sword, but definitely too long to be a knife. Like a stiletto or something. Uh, something in that ballpark, like an oversized Bowie knife. Stiletto's a little pointy. Okay. I say, um, I'm visiting town uh, with my my father-in-law. Goes by the name Richard from Thickleglade. Do you know this man? Ah. I believe I have heard of Dickard, and there's kind of a, a joke, a, a little bit of laughter that pops up between the other people there. All right, well, I let, I let that pass. I say, uh, your uh, associate, Jane. I caught her trying to break into um, Richard's business partner's uh, estate. Serious crime. It sounds like it. She should probably be arrested and put on trial. Well, she's dead, I'm afraid. Really? So, given that she was just with you earlier tonight, I'm hoping that you may be able to fill me in on some of the details. I wouldn't be able to do that. I have no idea why she would be over there. Hmm. Must be some personal business. I thought you might say that. Well, I I look around and I say, um, you with the uh, the beard, you seem like the, the leader of the operations here. I am the chair of the company. Do you have uh, an office in town? We conduct our business in plain sight. Why, in the tavern? Yes. So, I've known a few merchants in my time, and they tend not to run their business from the the tables of a a look around a cheap tavern like this. Well, those people have more money than sense then. Uh, why build offices when you can use a public office? Cheaper. For uh, 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 a public face uh, to command respect in the community. Unless you're not looking to have a public face. As long as it's not looking like your face, I think I'll be quite okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what did you say your name was, Redbeard? I didn't. Well, what is it? Nicholas. Nicholas Redbeard is what they call me. Uh, Despite your nice name, I've taken a disliking to you. I stand up and I I say, uh, uh, I'd like to question you if you'd accompany me. Am I under arrest? Uh, You could be. 
Well, until I am, I think I'll sit here comfortably. Okay. Well, I, uh... Does he sit back down? I don't think he's ever stood up. Okay, so I, I, I pick up my... I take my sword belt and I reattach it to my waist, standing up in front of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go to, I go to like... I don't know, like, walk past them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then as I go past them, I grab him by the shirt and, like, knock him, knock his chair backwards over. All right, and, he falls to the ground with a heavy thud. And uh, then in the same action, I'm going to, like, grab him by the, the chest and sort of, like, drag him out the, the front door. Sure. The music stops. The tavern goes quiet as everyone sees you dragging this guy out. And as you do so, he starts yelling at the other people in his company in a language you don't understand. Uh, mm. But starts yelling at them, and they start moving and making for the back door. Okay, good. Good. So I drag him out the, I, I drag him out the front. Okay. And then uh, I... Um... Out the front they go, and there is Captain Rod. Okay, I say, uh, Rod, keep hold of this one. Okay. Uh, and then, he um, does so. I, I draw my sword and run around the side of the building. Okay. The two guards at the other side have successfully barred the door from people trying to barge out, uh, and they see you coming around. Good work. Uh, go and assist uh, Rod at the front. They do it, and as soon as they let go of the door, it throws open, and the five other people, four other people, uh, begin to pour out, but stop seeing you standing in their way. <clears throat> in a rush, are we? Uh, they begin to slowly, like, step out and scoot along the edge of the wall, spreading side to side. So I, I take a step back, and uh, I, I suggest you all surrender immediately. Done nothing wrong. Then surrender, and you'll be fine. Two people uh, go to take daggers out of their belts uh, and drop them on the ground. Uh, two others just dart, just bolt. One to the east, one to the west. All right, I... Uh... I take attacks at these these. I mean, I get two attacks of opportunity, right? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can make attacks at both of them. I think they're close enough. Okay, we're going. I mean, do they deserve to die? I don't know. Are they? They're not armored, are they? Nope. So I will attempt to do non-lethal damage like last time. Okay. Um, back attack again. Yep. All right, so it's plus two. Yep. 17 and 5. Well, 17 will hit. Just hit, or? Yeah, it doesn't clear by 10. That's good. So, 6 damage. Uh, You knock that person out cold. Okay, and then. 5 is a miss, and the person is gone. But the other two surrender? Yes. Okay. So, I will lead the two people in front of me back to the front of the. uh, the building and and drag the knocked out one with me. All right, uh, they all are rounded up and rested promptly. Ropes are, are put around their arms, hands, and the one, two, three conscious people and the one unconscious person are dragged back to the, the headquarters. Okay, I, I walk. I'm walking there and I'm thinking, you know, if this was modern day, this would definitely be police brutality and uh, much overstepping the law, but I feel like I can get away with it, so... Yeah, well, more so than that, you, this is kind of the way that life has to be run. There's no modern surveillance, there's very few uh, police officers, you know, this is the only way to keep order in this time. By modern standards, it's brutal, but 
but that's just the way life is. Life is way more brutal in this time period, so it's totally legit. Yeah, okay. So I, we drag him back, and I, I, I hold the... I hold um, Redbeard's, so Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Nicholas is, as we're walking, and I, I want to ask him... Or I, I search him down first. I'll search his pockets as we're walking. Mm-hmm. You know, stop, like, push him into a wall, and I'll, like, search him. Uh, give me a perception check. Or a searching check of some sort. A searching check. Yeah. Okay. 14. Uh, not so great, but you have him kind of, like, held... Uh, up against the wall, so I'll give you some yeah. bonuses there. He, he has a, a small book on him, a quill, some ink. Uh, there's a scroll case at his side with some parchment wrapped up in it. Uh, he's got a purse, uh, a drawstring purse with some coins. Um, there is some wax and a, uh, a seal and like a little um, spoon for melting wax in. Uh, all those straight signs of a, a business that is conducted off of his person. Yeah. Is there any evidence that he might be like trying to forge documents? I'm not sure how I'd tell that. Like maybe there's, um, you know, like uh, like more than one seal or something. You know, like maybe he's created like fake seals of different different businesses. Uh, all that you find on him is just the one seal. You'd have to take a look at the the documents themselves, but that should be done in a lit room so you can actually yeah, yeah. look. Yeah, so I um, I'm worried that the one that got away is going to attempt to hide any evidence of of wrongdoing. Um, and I think but, it's at this point, while you're searching him, you realize that you've got him and the two other people that surrendered and the unconscious person. But Jane, not Jane, Nancy, has also vanished at some point in the scuffle. Mm, okay. So I mean I don't know Nancy's small fry. I, I, this is this guy seems like the leader. So I'll accompany. I feel like the the town guard need me to safely mm-hmm. bring these people right because there's otherwise be too many of them. So I, I want to escort everyone back to the the jail. You escort them all back and they're all tossed in the one big jail cell that they have here in the the sheriff's station. Um, there are dun- there are proper dungeons somewhere else. But this is the the holding cell in town. Okay. Uh, so once they're in there, I go up to the. I, I, I get them to open the door, open the cell. Is there seats in the cell? Is it like quite big? Uh, it's eight by eight. Um, okay. No so seats. Never mind. I don't open the door. I, I go to I go to the, the bars and ask Nicholas to come and talk to me. Sure. Uh, they will toss the folks in the jail cell right away then. Don't want anyone escaping anyhow. Uh, Nicholas yeah. will step outside to speak with you. No, no he can come, uh, he comes to the bars. Right, right. Yeah, I do mean Nicholas, but he can come to the bar. Yeah. The bars, uh, yeah. Look, I haven't had time to go through all your documents yet, but it's this will go easier with, for you if you tell me the truth and are up front. What are you up to? Why are you spying on person's house? What problem do you have with Richard? I ain't done nothing wrong. Me and my people are just honest businessmen trying to make a living in a world that don't like us. Well, look, um, you've insulted me personally. You've insulted my father-in-law. These, uh, I, I go in close and I whisper, these um, these town guards here, they, they've got, you know, they're, they're bored. They're looking for someone to hang. If I give them the word, you're, you're destined for the gallows, so... For what crime? I haven't done anything. 
I shrug. He stands back and narrows his eyes at you. You wouldn't dare. I guess I'll have to read through your documents then. And I I take a step back and sit down at a desk and start looking through these these papers. Uh, They are all written in (laughs) another language. Oh, right, or maybe okay. it's not a lang- maybe it's not even language. Maybe it's a cipher. It's completely unintelligible. But they were Every speaking another language, weren't they? Hmm? They were speaking another language as well, weren't they? Can they I were. roll an intelligence check to see if it was like Elven or something? Sure. And it's like because I've got script as well. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. You, know, you are well educated enough. Maybe you can't speak these other languages, but you're educated enough to understand. Uh, to at least be able to recognize Matavan or Eridonian or Mistrian or Akubin or Elven, uh, and what they were speaking wasn't any of those. Um, definitely no civilized language that you've ever heard. That's strange. Yeah. I, I go to the, to Rod and say, it seems that these documents and their language they're speaking in, it's no common language of the kingdoms of Arcadia. Well... Isn't that convenient for them? Keeping notes and discussing things in a way that no one else can understand. Spying on important trade houses of the area, or trading businesses of the area. Uh, running from the guards, running from knights. Uh, it's mighty nice suspicious. I think it's a little bit more than suspicious. I think we might have found the operatives who have been causing problems on the docks. And uh, I whisper, you know, what would be their fate in Penisus? Or do I know that, you know, like what kind of punishment would that be for this? Uh, so if you opt not to pass judgment on them here, it, the proper procedure would be Captain Rod would take them to the Baron of Pernissus, who would then decide to judge their fate. And if he wanted a, like a capital sentence or something like that, he would probably go to um, the Princess of Sulwick herself, because um, barons aren't really supposed to give out lethal sentences Yeah. Um, that aren't, like, in self-defense or something. But, you know, supposed to, that's kind of a, a loose rule. So I kind of represent the princess, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to Hardcore Heroes when, when uh, the Baroness Valmont executed those people and Tyrus rebelled against her. Yeah. Would it be massively out of order for me to say that these people should be hung? Not massively out of order, no. Especially okay. since they're it's not like innocent people that are being hung for like you know, minor crimes. This is we're talking espionage, uh significant amounts of theft, grand theft, I think we would call it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think what I want to do is there another room in the building? Yeah, there is. I want to one by one take the prisoners into a room and sit them down and talk to them. Okay. Uh, do you want to leave Nicholas for first or last? Last. Okay. All right. So you have two other people and one unconscious person who will come around eventually. Uh, the other people are one male and one female. Yeah. So you have Anna and Jeff and Nicholas. Okay. Uh, first up is Jeff. All right. 
So uh, I sit Jeff down in this room and I sit opposite him. Jeff. Mm. Look, uh, I'm going to need some information from you. I, I know exactly what you need to know. All I'm of happy these, to tell you. All, all these the documents. They're written yep. in some weird language. Well, yep. What is this language? Uh, it's a, a custom cipher. Custom seems, language. Seems a bit uh, devious mm-hmm. for, a, for a legitimate business. Well, business may be legitimate, but it's not always what uh, people are happy to hear about. Sometimes it's better not to make things public. Mm-hmm. And what is your line of business? Uh, getting people to your mom's house. These I are slap. documents and maps that will lead <laughs> them right to her. <laughs> I like backhand them across the face with my gauntlet. <laughs> he falls to the ground uh, and gets back up to his chair, revealing like a, a semi-toothless grin. Clearly, he's been knocked around before. That was pretty funny, Jeff. But that's yeah, your first and last warning. Look, if you don't crack, uh, one of those uh, women that you've got with you will crack. So I suggest that you speak up now and avoid uh, avoid the hangman's gallows while you've got the chance. You know, that document in your hand right there is about your mother's crack. It's a, it's a good one. You want me to translate it for you? All right, so I I want to rough him up. I, I like I push him back into the wall and I'm, like, I'm going to punch him in the stomach. Like, uh, yeah. I you... knock him around until he's on one HP. Yeah, you, you can knock him around a whole bunch. Let me give him some checks here. Yeah. Um, Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. He's, he's doing great. At the end of it, he's like barely caught, you know, he's wheezing, hanging over the chair. There's a little bit of blood coming from his mouth. He's missing another tooth. Um, uh, but he just kind of gives you a sly grin and goes, is that, is that the best you got, you fucking ape? <laughs> For now. And um, is there another jail cell if I want to keep them separate? No, there's just the one cell here in Pernissus. They're going to have to probably expand their jails pretty soon, though. Yeah, so I'm going to throw Jeff back in. And uh, now I'm going to take Nicholas, actually. All right, you drag Nicholas into the room. It's got some blood spatters on it. There's a a tooth on the floor. Jeff clearly wasn't in a very good condition when he was put back in the cell. Yeah. Uh... Look. Is this the, the long arm of the law? Says something like that, yeah. I've got better things to be doing than beating up cowards like you. You know, I, I make a living killing orcs and slaying monsters, not beating up, uh, you know, second-class thieves' guilds. So I suggest you talk before I lose my patience with the whole lot of you. Whoever, I mean, if you talk, you can, I can extend you some uh, mercy. I'm convinced we've still done nothing wrong, and you've got us all mixed up in something else. You're Uh, awfully naive, my friend, because I'm not sure that really matters whether you've done anything wrong or not, if I think you have. All right. All right, Mr. Big Shot. What do you want to know? So why don't you try and convince me? Why was... Jane spying on that house. I don't think she was spying on that house. 
What was she doing then? Maybe she was lost and looking for directions. I don't know, but uh, Jane's a translator. She, she speaks many languages. I There's no real reason for her to be sneaking up on anyone doing anything. In fact, considering our line of business, I'm not entirely convinced that you're not here just to rough up your father's uh, opposition. What is your line of business? What do you trade? Import-export. Oh yeah, import-export. Next you'll be telling me you're in the garbage business. We trade all sorts of things, you know? Not nothing <clears throat> in particular. Whatever can be imported and exported, whatever we can make a penny on. Well, you must understand that uh, any legitimate business would have documents to back up recent deals and things that have been traded. You have them in your hands. Well, unfortunately, I can't make head nor tail of a cipher of yours. Well, as you said, it's difficult to do business in public, so this is how we keep our business deals to ourselves. Well, if you've got nothing to hide. Look, we we both know what's going to happen here. You're here to protect Papa's business interests, aren't you? Get rid of the up-and-coming competition so the, you know, grand merchant can keep his profits intact. You've Just got do me what you're right. going to do. Just give me the cipher, and if you're innocent, you can walk free. You've got no reason to keep this hidden from me. It would take you weeks to uh, decipher these things. I'll just read them to you. Okay, I hand it to him. All right, he pulls a, a document that looks like a list and starts reading a, a, what seems to be a, a cargo manifest. All right, uh, I want to... You know, does it seem like he's making it up, or does it... Um, give me a charisma check while you eye him. Yeah. Uh. You fucking don't. Yeah, you're used to killing orcs. He's just reading a list of merchandise, and your eyes are starting to glaze over, and you're remembering to when you were listening to your father tell your brother about how to yeah. run a thing, and then you realize, oh shit, he's halfway through the list. What was he just saying? I don't even fucking know. It's that like it seven a.m. math class again. I, uh, I, I tune back in for the second half. He's just reading a list of mundane trade deals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there are things of minor interest in here, like uh, 60 gems of this type and, you know, this sort of armor from this sort of place, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to be all in order. Uh, I hand him the next document. Uh, this is a payroll list and he names 12 people on the list including Jane and discusses how much they get paid uh, which is maybe a little surprising they're all fairly well paid they're all making similar salaries to you um, and that the shit it's a good wage for a, a translator well maybe not the translator like for you know uh, someone who hauls goods mm-hmm Right, I mean, why why would you pay Jeff that much? We find that happy employees are good employees, and with the business savings from not owning any property in town, aside from a warehouse, uh, we feel that we can afford to pay our employees a little bit better. Oh, so you just thought you'd pass all the wealth around to the little guys. Some He's... sort of filth, filthy communist. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, okay, so that's, uh, unusual business practice. 
But so not illegal. Not illegal, no. Nope. All right, I mean, I intend to keep this up for like an hour. I hand them the next document, you know, right, and so I, it I wanna... goes document after document, and they all do seem on the up and up. They all seem fairly legitimate. There are a few curiosities, like how well paid these people are. Uh, mm -hmm. The fact that they only have one warehouse in Pernissus and not any in any other town. Oh, um, so they've got a warehouse. They do have a warehouse. Uh, they also don't seem to own any ships. Um, there's no, like, uh, on the list of, like, goods owned by the company, there, there aren't any ships in just the one warehouse, which seems a little weird for an import-export company. Uh, yeah. There is are there inconsistencies. Any records, with is there records of deals, like, done with specific other companies? Nope. Sorry. Uh, you know, we, we tend to do our deals, and once they're done, why, why bother keeping a record of them? It only helps to serve our enemies who might be looking around for our business deals. How do you prove uh, how much tax to pay? We just pay the right amount. We were uh, just honest. I see, I see. Uh, is there any record of like ships that they took, like specific ships on specific dates? Is there anything that I could try and... Um... No, there are like zero deals regarding... Biz, uh, zero documents regarding business deals or specific trade partners. Okay. So uh, this is pretty light on details of what you actually do, Nicholas. I uh, see a lot of people getting paid a lot of money that doesn't seem to be earned anyhow. You so know, tell, it's not illegal to run a business poorly. Well, what was the last deal you made? The last deal that we made was earlier, uh, was yesterday, actually. Mm -hmm. um, there was so, a, a bunch of iron ore that we had picked up from Eridon. And, uh, well, we have it. It just arrived by ship. It's sitting in our warehouses right now, uh, looking to be passed off onto a an eager business partner. Does this eager business partner have a name? Haven't found the right person for the sale yet. Uh, asking around, seeing who would pay what for it before we okay. close anything. Uh, so the warehouse, is there an address for that? Yes, it's down on the docks. Okay, so I think that's my next port of call. And I will, uh, I throw, mm, do I want to punch Nicholas or not? No, I leave him unpunched for now. I, I throw him back in the cell. Okay. And I uh, I take the same two town guard with me and I head to the to the warehouse. As you approach the warehouse, you can see a light on inside of it. And what appears to be people shuffling boxes from the inside of the warehouse down the dock towards a ship. How many people does it look like? Eight. Okay. Um, I tell the two town guard to round up the people moving the boxes and like round them up for questioning and I head into the, the warehouse itself on my own. Okay. You get to the warehouse and there is Nancy there. She's got a clipboard in hand or the medieval equivalent of a clipboard uh, and is making check marks as a couple extra burly dock hands are pulling up, uh, hauling crates out of the, the warehouse. The doors are all open. Do these, uh, you know, he listed me all the people on the payroll of the company. These dockhands seem to be 
Not on the payroll, right? No, you had specific names and specific positions, and they were all, like, important positions. Uh, There was no list of, like, generic dockhand help. Okay, so maybe they'll prove to be more forthcoming with information about what they've actually been trading. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I I approach Nancy, and I, I make sure to approach with putting myself in between her and the door. Mm-hmm. And I say, oh, Nancy, it seems that you weren't missing before. Why? If it isn't Kel... I've already forgotten your name. Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, so, well, all your associates are under the hospitality of the town guard currently. How hospitable. Yes. Uh, there's a little bit extra room in that cell, though. What is it you're doing here? And I, I walk up to her, and I want to look over her shoulder at the thing that she's writing. It is written in the same cipher as the other stuff. It's just garbage to you. The dockhands have put down the crate that they were lifting and are now just uncomfortably looking at you. I'm just conducting the business of the day. Um, the light, is the light coming from this room or is there like an office or something? Uh, no, it's just a big warehouse and there's a couple of lanterns hanging on the ceiling attached by ropes that come down to the sides. So I don't see the person that escaped me before? No. Okay, I lead Nancy out to the, um, to where all the dark hands are being rounded up by the town guard. Okay. Um, as you lead her out, you actually see the town guard uh, is currently trying to force their way up a gangplank of a ship uh, while the people on the ship are trying to push them back and like move the plank off and like set sail alright okay so I I let go of Nancy and break into a run alright let's give okay so one of the guards gets knocked off into the water the other one pushes his way onto the ship uh, but the ropes have been severed, not untied, but severed from the dock, and the ship is pulling away under the power of a little bit of wind. Not a lot, just enough to slowly start pulling away from the dock. Okay, so I make a, a leap for the ship and try and grab onto the edge. Is that, oh, that's going to be strength, right? Not dex. Yeah, that'll be a strength check. Uh, are you no. wearing your armor? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. You might want to give me a penalty. Uh, well, I was wondering what you're going to happen if you fall in the ocean. Uh, but go for it. Make your strength check. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so you make it to the edge of the dock and you give a leap, but just as you go to like push off of your right leg, your knee buckles. Um, All right. And okay. you just like tumble headfirst into the water with a, a splash. <laughs> and uh, you begin promptly to sink to the bottom of the, the harbor. Okay. I don't know how deep this harbor is. I, I make all the. Uh... I make as much effort as I can to not drown. Okay, I, you don't I'll have a swimming and... proficiency, do you? Uh, no, but I do. I... Wait, I've got a jumping proficiency, though. Yeah, you that's... still rolled a one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I try and climb up the um, the wooden poles that hold up the dock. Sure, sure. Uh, you can... You're right near the docks. You're right next to these pylons. You might not have a swimming proficiency, but you're also super strong, and your armor's not going to be that big of a deal for you in particular so uh with time you can get out for guaranteed you can escape. all right ego bruised i uh i make it out of the i make it out of the water uh, the other guard that fell in the water is also struggling with you and the two of you make it out together um, so but the, the ship a, has sailed is there another ship like is there another ship here 
There's a bunch of ships here, but, you know. I mean, is it feasible to give chase? Because that town guard's going to die. You could give chase. You could demand that one of these ships uh, take off after this thing, but that's getting into some pretty dicey territory, um, legally speaking. But you could probably force the issue. Uh, yeah, you know, I the think... captain of a ship is, a, is in charge of that ship, regardless of who else is on board. So they have, like, final say over it at all points in time. Yeah, I think the life of this town guardsman is, is more important than a legal... Uh discrepancy and i want to pick out the quickest looking ship that's got a crew on it okay um so it's nighttime and you are trying to find a ship to uh eventually you do find a ship uh that has a crew already on it the the captain and the crew are hanging out on the dock or on the the deck the de main deck um looking at the night sky and swapping stories of this that and the other thing they see you coming on board without being invited, and the captain immediately gets up and swaggers over to you, saying, What the hell do you think you're doing on my boat? Captain, I am a knight in the service of the princess. Uh, I demand that your ship give chase to those. I will assure that you are handsomely rewarded. You want me to go chasing after another ship in the middle of the night? It's urgent. There is the, the lives of good men in danger. He eyes you up and down. And uh, what sort of handsomely rewarded are we talking about here? Mm, what? How much can I? I mean, I assume that I can give rewards on the on the breast of the crown. But how much? Uh, can you I... can give rewards out of your own pocket, and then you know receive reimbursement from the crown if they deem it's worthy. But you can't spend the crown's treasury without their permission. Yeah, but you know, like if I turn up with an invoice for fifty gold, is that? That's going to be crazy. Is 10 gold crazy? Is 100 gold crazy? Like, what's... Uh, so, 10 gold is 10,000 copper. So, 10,000 copper would be not a... Would be an amount that they would probably ask, what are you... What, how, was this really necessary? Um, mm. So, you'll probably just have to, like, face an inquisition over your charges and expenses and probably get an earful one way or the other. They'll probably reimburse you, but, like, it might be... Personally uncomfortable. Yeah. Alright, I say uh, 15 gold. If we catch them. They've already got a head start and we have to prep the ship. They ain't ready to sail right now. We won't be ready to take off for another 15 minutes. Well, best get moving then. He starts yelling orders and people start trimming sails and pulling up uh, untying ropes and pulling on boards and prepping the ship for sail. Alright, as that's happening, I shout onto, down to the docks to the, the remaining town guard. Mm -hmm. And I tell him to apprehend uh, Nancy if she's still there. <laughs> if she's stupid <laughs> enough to still be there. Uh, the town guard goes off to do his thing. Uh, and also to like, um, if there's any of the boxes left that they were moving, mm -hmm. you know, to crack them open and see what's in there and, and sort of report all this back to, to Rod. Sure enough, you get the this, this ship up and running and, and set off after these other people, but it's dark, and with like a 15-minute lead, it's hard to even spot the other ship who is running without any sort of lights. Um, mm. I'm going to make a couple of die rolls here for the skill of the pursuers and the skill of the chasers, or the, yeah. the skill of the being pursued. Yeah, I, I picked a fast-looking ship, though, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, I think you guys spend an hour trying to chase after this other ship, but eventually it becomes apparent that what you were chasing was a different boat, uh, and that the one that you're looking for is is just gone in the night. Um, just gone. All right, I sigh. Um, I haven't turned the boat around. Do I have 15 gold on me? Probably, yeah. That's probably like the extent of your money after you've already paid for these other things. You're not a wealthy man. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I give him 10 gold then. Okay. So I, I said it was going to be 15 if we caught them. I give him 10. Well, sorry there, Sir Knight. Can't can't win them all. Uh, <clears> but if I, it's uh, uh, condolences, uh, town guard here are kind of assholes. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, I don't suppose you knew that I point to the warehouse. Do you know what they're up to? Uh, we've worked with them once or twice before. Uh, delivered some goods, unnamed goods. Clarifies very quickly. Uh, Specifically, from Fort. Unnamed, as in by their request. Uh, they just said pick up these pallets and drop them off here, and mm. we didn't ask twice or look inside. Sometimes in All my right. line of work, it's better not to ask questions. Yeah, I understand. All right, well, thanks for your attempt. Of course, of course. I uh, I jump off the, the boat onto the dock. Okay. Has the town guard guy, uh, you know, like it's all cleared away now as all of the boxes not moved? Uh, the boxes that were unmoved are still unmoved. They pried them open. It looks like uh, of the 10 boxes that were left, seven of them had raw iron ore. Um, one of them had some uh, like minor weapon caches and the other two are still being opened. Okay, well, I'll go over and watch as these two are opened. One of them gets opened and it has like some bolts of cloth and the other one gets opened and it has some uh, imported drinks, uh, wines and beers and meads and that sort of thing. But as they're going through the, the penultimate box, uh, they discover at the bottom is a, uh, a bag of feet. Ah. Uh. Halfling feet. Yep. New Fort, eh? No, no, this isn't from New Fort. Yeah, yes. Uh, no, maybe not this particular shipment. It's probably from Anvil. Could be. All right. Great. So I grab the bag of halfling's feet. Okay. And I head back to the, um, I head back to the, the town guard's office. Okay. Uh, back at the town guard's office, there is Anna, Jeff, and Nicholas. They are all behind bars. Uh, Captain Rod is having some soup with one of the men as you approach. He looks up at you. Uh, good news, I hope. Uh, yeah, partly. Oh, well, actually, I've got some bad news. Um, do I know the guy's name who, who the boat went off? Do I know his name? Mm-mm. Okay, they're one of the... Well, when we got to the docks... They were loading some uh, boxes onto a ship and um, your two guards attempted to apprehend them and the ship got away with one of them still on board. I attempted to give chase, but I couldn't find them in the night. I fear the worst. Puts his soup down and pushes it away from him a little bit. Well, uh, one of my guards have died in the process of apprehending these people. That, I think, counts as a murder charge, don't you? 
I think so. And there's more than that. Um, and I, I quiet down and I want to lead him into the room where I was questioning the others. Mm-hmm. And I show him the bag. Uh, allow That's- me the chance to speak to the girl uh, before we reveal this to the rest of them. He nods and brings Anna into the room with you. Anna! I, uh, I reach into the bag and put one of the halfling's feet in front of her. What's this? I don't know. I'll tell you what it is. It's a halfling's foot. Why would you be carrying those around? Are you a fan of superstition? I went to visit um, your warehouse down at the docks that uh, Nicholas told me about. I found this in one of the crates that was being loaded onto one of your ships. Well, someone else must have put that there because we certainly didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure that the uh, the town guy will see it that way as well. <sighs> you know how this works, don't you? This is... I make the call here, and right now you're all looking real guilty. Of course I am. So, uh, do you want to talk? Sure, sure. So give me the story then. What's going on here? Who? Are, what are you really up to? We are an up-and-coming import-export trading company uh, that your father is not a big fan of, and he probably planted the halfling feet on our in our warehouse. Um, it's our only warehouse, so it's an obvious one to plant things in. And um, you're being... Well, you're the definition of corrupt law enforcement. <clears throat> and we'll probably head. all get hung for doing absolutely nothing because that's how it goes. So out of character, even though that does sound like something that Richard would probably do. At this point, I don't know that. Yeah, but also, like, how is he, like, where is he going to get halfling feet to place in the <clears throat> warehouse that he yeah, somehow yeah. knows you're searching? Like, Sure, yeah, you're a, right. It's a pretty... So I say, look, that story doesn't really seem to add up. I only arrived with Richard in this town this morning. Well then, maybe someone else in the company has some underworld dealings and we're being manipulated by an internal agent. And it's quite possible. But hey, if you say that Jane was spying on people and had lockpicks, maybe she's been undermining our uh, our business deals or at least adding on to them her own. Uh, it's a nice story and you know maybe that would tie up some loose ends but look here's the problem you see uh, when I went down to the warehouse uh, the ship that you were loading these or that Nancy was loading these crates onto um, tried to flee and one of the town guards who attempted to apprehend them was taken with it now uh, Rod out there he's uh, he's very protective over his men and it's not looking good for old Jimmy God, sailing away on this ship he's looking for someone to hang for murder well, I think the ship captain who committed the kidnapping or murder would be the one to hang. I was not involved. I was locked up in jail the, the whole time. Totally <clears throat> innocent of all wrongdoings. In fact, the worst thing I did today was try and drink some of that piss water that they call wheat ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, it seems like you don't want to talk, so I guess um, you can go back in the cell. She gets put back in the cell. And I immediately pulled Jeff out. Uh, he 
comes staggering over, still wounded from his, the earlier battle. Looks like you took a bit of a swim. Don't get smart with me, Jeff. <laughs> you see those on those, that table there, eh? those halflings' feet? Oh, were those halflings' feet? Hmm. Well, that's the children's feet. A little bit hairy to be children's feet. Yeah, you know, right. the hair on these feet reminds me of something, but I can't quite place it. <laughs> Don't you dare, Jeff. I'm not sure you've got another punch in you. You want to talk? Well, the first time I noticed her... All right, I, uh... Eyes. I like, um... Yeah, I just like knock. I, I hit him again and knock him out. All right, you you batter the the belligerent <laughs> man uh, into unconsciousness. And I drag this guy back into the cell and throw him in, and then pull Nicholas out. Sure. As you're pulling Nicholas out, uh, there comes a knock on the door, and Richard kind of pokes his head in, and goes, "Uh, Kel William, are you busy still?" Uh, yeah, I'm still a little bit. Uh, I I. I throw Richard into the room and speak to one of the guards and say to watch him. Sure. And I go outside the front door and talk to Richard. And I how, say... Uh, how are things coming along? I'm sorry about this. Um, <clears throat> the investigation uh, took a serious turn. Um, could you uh, could you give me a few more hours? Of course, of course. I, I just wanted to let you know that our deals were wrapped up and we were heading back to the ship. Uh, if there's anything you need, I'm happy to provide any assistance. Hmm. Um. Wait there. I uh. I go out to the. I go you know back into the thing, and I want to grab one of the the documents. Mm-hmm. And um, I show him it and say, "Have you ever seen anything like this before?" You know, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks at you and looks like he's doing some sort of like calculation in his mind because yeah. there are some. Uh, groups of hell you're almost family uh, smugglers that I have had to talk to before All, only in legitimate deals but they had worked as smugglers on the side um, mm-hmm. it can be hard to find good sailors to go to a Cuba uh, you know relations being what they are had to find some unseemly people to do that work for me uh, and the, these smugglers or other criminals like to keep their notes in secret like this. I I don't recognize this particular cipher. I can't read it, but things like this. It's how smugglers, pirates, people Thanks. at the bottom work. <clears throat> That's what I suspected. I, um... You'll, you'll keep that smuggler bit between us. Yeah, of course. I, I see no evidence of any wrongdoing on your part. And it was just to trade with Akuba, since no one here will willingly sail there. No, no nothing illegal, of course. I, uh, I think I'm about ready to wrap up my business here, so I'll, uh, I'll see you back on the ship in an hour or two. Alright, he heads back. Alright, I, uh, I go and relieve the guard in the room with Nicholas mm-hmm. and sit down with him. Alright. Look, Nicholas, I'm getting sick and tired of questioning you idiots. I suppose you want me to come clean and confess everything because you're such a good interrogator. Ah, it's up to you. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm done with that. I'm about to... I'm going to inform the rod of what I think should be done with a lot of you. 
unless something can change my mind. Yeah. All right. All right. I know how this works. Um, there is a secret stash in the warehouse. I tell you where it is. You let us out. And uh, since no one is dead in the law, uh, we can just leave this whole mess behind us. There should be, you know, tens of tens to hundreds of thousands of copper in there. Mm-hmm. And where is it? Uh, you let me out, let us out, and I, I tell you where it is. I, not the, this isn't the first time I've had to walk this parade. <laughs> Look, uh, you've got me wrong here, Nicholas. You're trying to bribe the wrong man. It doesn't fly very well with me, and honestly, I'm offended that you try and bribe me. Oh, come on. We haven't done anything wrong here, and I know you don't make a lot of money as a knight. I, I know you do it for the honor and that the, the kingdom doesn't really <clears throat> appreciate you in the same way that you would be appreciated in the private sector. Uh, save me the save me the story, Nicholas. I don't care. Like I said, you can tell me where this... Uh, this um, stolen stash of wealth is if you want and maybe it'll uh, encourage leniency on in, on my side but other than that I don't really care sucks his teeth for a moment and shakes I, his head you get to stand up and I'll see you on the other side then maybe I walk out uh, I go to Rod and say, um, well, I'm happy to charge them with the murder of your town guard. Uh, they've got these halfling feats in their warehouse that they confirmed to me with us. They've attempted to bribe me. And uh, my, my family member, Richard, ensures me that these ciphers are generally used by smugglers and pirates. I'd say that um, we've got all the evidence we need. Um, well, I think you can handle uh, it from here. I'll take him up to the Baroness tomorrow morning. Uh, not. See you done. Good work. I think there's a couple more out there on the loose, but uh, with that Nicholas captured, I think the, their operation should be halted. We'll talk, speak to the bartender, get their names and appearances, find a, a cleric <laughs> of Velthara or... Uh, track him down. Sounds good. I shake Rod's hand. He shakes yours, gives you a, a salute, and turns back to the prisoners, uh, puts his hands on his hips, and says, Well, 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 you guys are mine for the night. Let's get started. And, All right, I leave. Okay. Why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we will deal with the last leg of our journey here. All right. All right, see you guys on the other side of a break. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, we can go to the next day. Yeah. Uh, you're down at the docks with your potential father-in-law and everything. Uh, and everyone wakes up the next morning. You get a, a letter from Captain Rod saying that the other sailor was found um, floating in the waves that night or uh, this morning early and has been rescued alive. The other guardsman? The other guardsman, yep. Oh, that's good. Uh, beaten badly, but alive. And, uh, yeah. Your, your father-in-law, or to-be father-in-law, Richard, asks if you need any other time. No, I think we're done here. I think uh, Rod and the guard can handle it from here. If your business is finished, let's continue on our journey. 
Uh, well, something came up last night, so we're we're not quite ready to go. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing to be worried about. No. Um. Good news, actually. Ah, uh, marvelous. Yes. I, I was thinking how you know how how brave you've been in apprehending these criminals and everything, and uh, I, I was talking with some of the other guards. Uh, we, mm. we found them down by the docks here on our way back last night, and. Uh, yeah. They said that, you know, they, they showed us the, the wares, uh, asked if we could help interpret what was going on, and uh, I asked what the state of the, the status of the, uh, the, the supplies of these people who are being arrested were, and uh, it sounds like if convicted, they will be taken in by the crown and sold at auction, so, or at least by the local lord here. So I went on down last night, late last night, to the, the baron here in town, and asked if we could buy the wares of the mer- of the warehouse at a, a lower rate. So I'm just waiting to hear back from the local lord. See if we can pick up all the ill-gotten goods of these damned fools. So, out of character, right? That Even if that stuff's stolen, what he's doing is probably still legit. Because at least the crown's getting money for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like if the... You know, when you die in your property goes to auction because of your debts they just get sold off and even if it was illegally gotten to begin with now it's legally being sold so I feel slightly uncomfortable that I've you know directly benefited him with my actions but I uh, I sort of see it as a, a coincidence mm-hmm. so that's, that's fine well I can uh, I can spend a day in town if you need another day uh, hopefully it won't take too long we're just getting word from Fair enough. Friend of mine, actually. Well, maybe friend's too strong of a word. Uh, we, we've bumped elbows a few times on some ships in the past and uh, have a, a good rapport. The Baron? Mm-hmm. And yourself? Huh. Uh, yes, yes. There have been a couple of difficult to procure things that he's asked for me to find. Uh, some elven wines, which are particularly hard to get down here. Uh, usually they go through Matava, and the Matavans love elven wine, so there's not much passed on afterwards. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know some people in Matava, and uh, I've managed to pick them up a, a whole case. It's uh, a useful friend to have. Very. Well, very well. Um, I, I, I shall wait on the ship. A few hours pass, so the and then you see the carts, the crates from the jail, and the ones left in the warehouse being loaded onto the ship uh, minus the halfling feet of course those have been taken and burned or Good. at least, at least uh, Richard tells you yeah okay. Um, and you guys set off uh, let's take a look at our map here you head up to Bon Theris for a, a quick meeting and unloading a few crates here and there and picking up a few other crates yeah uh, Richard seems happy to talk to you about business and tells you about the, the last time he was on Bontheris. He met this this wonderful young lady. She was just a, a real charm to speak to. And it was a shame that, you know, she was already betrothed because he, he's got a mind to find a wife uh, after, you know, his last wife passed, unfortunately, and begins to open up a little bit about some more <clears throat> details of the family. Okay, so it seems like his wife died of what? Natural causes? 
It seems he hasn't specifically said you. You can absolutely ask, but he's just mentioned that she died. No, I think I'll avoid the conversation unless he seems to want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I ask him if there's any other, if he expects any any other trouble in the in our journey. No, no, it was just Pernissus I was a little worried about. The rest of the journey should be uh, quite easy going, actually. It's uh, more of a milk run, but an opportunity for us to to chat. Um. I suppose you've had some time to think about it. Uh, do you have a, a preference between my daughters? Because I I know that they have, between them, there's a preference. Mm, yes, well, I do find your younger daughter interesting. Um, I think an intelligent woman's a very attractive trait. However, I am reluctant to force her to, to marry me if she's not taken with me. That is a polite way of putting it, but yes, she seem she's never been one for the things you would expect from yes your children. I'm sure she'd make a fine sister-in-law. Fine, fine woman indeed. The uh, um, your <laughs> older daughter seems suited to a life at court. As, she uh, would do very well, I've always thought. And she's uh. Very easy on the eye, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I don't. She takes after her mother in that way. Oh, a lucky man you are. And mm -hmm. me, it seems. I think um, Melissa would be my choice. He nods. All right. Well, I think we can settle that then. I, so. uh, I shake his hand and ask if he's got a drink to commemorate. He does. Uh, he opens a crate, pulls <clears> out <throat> a... a a nice bottle of bourbon. Nice. Uh, pours you each a, a double serving. And, uh, yeah. It's a, a nice voyage from Bon Theris, uh down past Von Dundasir, past the cold, freezing frost lands, um, mm. where he talks about the, the oddness of the area and mentions how it's bizarre that this area is so cold. Um, you know, uh, wonders aloud at how the, the curse of Caldonia has reached this far north um, and also muses to you about how the, the loss of all the great treasures down there and a whole kingdom of wealth locked away for completely out of reach of anyone. Setting the scene for the future, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, That's interesting. So I, I ask him then, like, was the Frostlands not frozen before the... Nope, the... nope, nope, nope. Uh, terrible place. Uh, totally uninhabitable. Except it's for interesting. Except monsters live there. Because the priests would have you believe that Caldonia was cursed by the gods. But if the gods cursed it to be cold, then why would the south of Drekus be impacted? It's almost like there's uh, some other thing casting a radius that causes everything around it to be frozen. A lot of men have tried to examine the will and mechanics of the gods. It doesn't nice. go well. I, I don't presume to know. I, I, I leave their domain to them and my domain to me. I suppose uh, putting mortal logic uh, to try and reason with the gods is foolish. I mean, would you destroy an entire civilization just for the sins of but I, I don't even know why you would destroy an entire civilization. I can't imagine it. It seems 
You're unjust. Right. Well, the the gods work in mysterious ways. I'm sure they have a plan for us all. Well, certainly it seems they have a plan for me, and I am happy to be part of their plan. It's been working out quite well. Yeah. Uh, you well. arrive in Stoneport um, a little bit later and hop off the ship there and go around, uh, kind of, again, loading and unloading. There's another meeting that Richard needs to take or wants to take uh, and kind of brings you along with it. Um, can you give me a perception check as you're walking through the streets of Stoneport? Yeah. 26. Perception today has been a-okay. Nice. So as you're heading into this um, warehouse to to meet with one of his suppliers here of yeah. um, Drakissian wine, which actually comes from uh, Rencor, but like, Rencor's a shithole. No one wants to go there. Rencor. Uh, yeah, it's just a little bit northeast, northwest of Stoneport. Okay. Um, as you're you're heading into this warehouse, you catch sight of uh, Nancy from back in Pernissus. That's a that's an interesting coincidence. Yeah, uh, she is maybe three blocks away. Uh, let's call it like six hundred feet away, down the docks. Um, clearly watching the two of you as you go to enter this building. She's far enough away in a foreign enough environment that there's no way in hell you'd ever catch up to her. Yeah. Uh, she wanted to bolt for it, but she's there and watching you. Is she standing by a ship, though? Mm -mm. She's standing near some buildings, alleyways, boxes, crates, dogs, okay, I, water. I leave it, but uh, later that night or later that day, I might head to the docks and look for the ship that I was trying to jump onto. Mm -hmm. Okay. See if it's there. Sure. Uh, it is here in Stoneport that while you're talking with this meeting, uh, Richard mentions kind of very off the cuff, like, oh, it's been such a great blah, blah, blah. You know, we just picked up some iron ore really cheap over in Pernissus because my son-in-law here is so great. By the way, have you met my new son-in-law? Wedding hasn't happened yet, but he's the one. We've already picked out the daughter and everything. It's going to be great. Um, and you get introduced back and forth, but this mention of cheap ore piques this guy's interest, and uh, before your very eyes, a, a deal goes down where it gets sold at market value, even though you know he picked it up for like half of what one would typically buy wholesale for. How much has he just made then? Uh, he's easily made like two, uh, like 700,000 copper. 700 gold, is that? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a quick deal. No, 700,000 copper should be 7,000 gold. That's probably too high then. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably closer to like 50,000 copper. 70,000 copper. Yeah. There we go. That's better. Pretty good going. Um, as we leave, I, I make mention of the fact that one of the... I've spotted one of the people from the, the, the smugglers group in town here and maybe you should be careful talking about the the ore he nods slowly understanding your concern hmm what do you think I'm, they're doing here I don't know I'm gonna go and um, take a look at the docks see if I can see their ship um, I suggest you head back to our you can accompany me and 
you can go onto our ship and I'll continue my investigation. So I don't think I'll be too long. You think my life is in danger? I shrug. I just say, I say the safest place is probably the ship. He heads back to the ship. And I <clears throat> open down the docks and look for the ship that I chased. The ship that you chased is not here. Um, it was nighttime, but you got a, a good enough look at it. It had uh, only one mast and had a forward castle, but no aft castle. Um, none of the ships here match that description. Um, so it's definitely not any of these. Okay. Um, I go and ask the uh, harbor master about Nancy, if she's seen her. I assume she'd be the captain of whatever ship she was on. The harbormaster nods. Yes, there's a woman that came by uh, matching that description. She flipped some pages. Uh, name was Marigel, though, not Nancy. Marigels. Okay, well, um, is she docked here? She points to a, a ship, um, Docked maybe four boats over from your from Richard's ship. Okay, um, I'm going to search it if that's all right. She looks you up and down, uh, sees the ranks of knighthood on you, and nods. Okay, does the the dock have town like guards here? There are a few uh, dock hand guards. Yes, I will go and speak to them and ask the the harbour master for a description of this Marigald and if she shows up, arrest her. It will be done. Alright, and I go on board the ship. Uh, there are some people on board who protest, but seeing your you know, knightly rank uh, mm. do little to interfere. Uh, the, the ship seems legit. There's actually no cargo on it whatsoever. It's just the, the supplies that you need to, to run a ship. Yeah, They must have just I unloaded everything. Uh, I ask for the captain's quarters or Mar Marigal's quarters. Sure. Uh, you get to the quarters, but they are locked. I ask them to open. Sorry, captain's got the key. No one else. Very well. I take a step back. And, and bust down like the to... door on the ship? Yeah, brute force the door. All right, give me an open doors check. Is it a D100 or is it just no, a D20? It's a D20. Plus? Alright. Uh, not plus your strength. There's a specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. 32. Oh, nice. Alright, you kick the door off the hinge right away. Um, one of the dock hands goes running. Or not the dock hands. One of the, the sailors on the ship goes running. Uh, the, like, the door's open. So you go running somewhere. Does he look like he's. Is he, is he just fleeing or is he. He's going up the top, uh, up onto the deck, and who knows from there. Uh, okay. I guess I'm on my own, so I, I go look around the room. It's cozy. It's smaller than you would have expected for a, a ship captain's quarters. Uh, yeah. There's a nice little bed, a desk, uh, a large footlocker banded in metal uh, with a nice big heavy padlock on it. Um, documents, papers, all sorts of things. Most of them are in common. Give me a perception check while you search the room. All right. Had to happen at some time. Yeah. Uh, so you're opening drawers and looking around for stuff when a, a heavy set woman shows up in the doorway, blocking your light, uh, blocking some of the light, 
and says, What the hell do you think you're doing on my ship, looking through my stuff? Excuse me? What the hell do you think you're doing on my ship, looking through my stuff? Uh, your name is... My name is Rachel, and this is my ship. Rachel, do you know anyone by the name of Nancy? No. Marigeld? Yes. Oh, one of Marigeld, our sir. workers. Mm -hmm. And when did you meet Marigeld? When did she come into your service? What's this all about, huh? What are you doing on my ship? Uh, I'd appreciate if you'd remove yourself from the entrance. She crosses her arms and steps into the room and out of the entranceway. Okay, I, uh, I tell her to sit on the bed. She stands near the bed, semi-complying with your orders. Uh-huh. Uh, I know. I, I, could you sit, please? You're making me uncomfortable. Me? Unarmed? You, with all the weapons? You're a bit yes. of a cowardly knight, aren't you? She sits I don't on the bed. To, I don't want you to try and run, although... I look her up and down and say, I doubt you'd get very far. Um, that's a new one on me. I'm going to need you to come in for questioning, if that's all right. I, I, at this point, I'm assuming that you're completely innocent, but Marigeld here, also known as Nancy, is a fugitive from Panissus and is to be arrested. Why that sly little minx? So I assume that you're above board and you'll be happy to answer my questions. Oh, happy. Yeah, we picked her up in Pernissus. She said that she had been chased by brigands and needed to leave town because she didn't feel safe there anymore. She had uh, some shiny golden coins to hand over for her passage. Hopped off here in town. That sounds like a, a reasonable story. Do you mind um, none of these documents I say, like glancing over to the ones that I was rifling through? They're not ciphered, are they? She shakes her head. Do you mind if I just have a look through? I, I absolutely won't... do mind. Just to look for the cipher. I won't read any of them. I can't stop you, but I ain't happy about it. So I, I filter through the documents and give them a quick glance to see if any of them are ciphered. No, they all seem to be in common. Um, one of them appears to be in Matavan. One of them appears yeah. to be in Akubin, but nothing... So I, I organize them and put them back on the desk and um, I say, could you open open the chest for me, please? She seems reluctant, but produces a key from her waist and opens, unlocks the chest, um, removes the lock from it, starts to open it and, and looks at you and like really tries to judge you up and down as to whether or not she can trust you uh, yeah. before opening a chest to reveal just like a hoard of gold coins and you know wealth okay i i like move a few aside make sure there's no like halfling's feet buried in there <laughs> there are no halfling's feet buried in the golden coins so. I, I check the coins are they all like minted draconian maybe some matavan coins uh, there's a, a wide mix from all over arcadia very broad mix of coins okay i uh i nod and close the chest and um, I hand her, if I've still got a few coins left, I'll hand her a few silver for the door. And say, I apologize about your door. Everything seems to be in order here. If uh, Marigeld turns and somehow isn't under arrest, can you please um, 
inform the harbor master. As far as I'm concerned, she's responsible for my door, so I would be happy to knock some sense into her and hand her over to the harbor master. Marvelous. Well, thank you for your cooperation. And I, uh, I leave, and I, I, I nod to the sailors as I step off the boat. Okay. I'll go to the guards that I told to look out for her and just inform them of the story that she was lying about who she was and this ship's got right. nothing to do with it. Right. Uh, immediately they set out for finding, uh, describing her to the other uh, guardsmen on the docks yeah. and get ready to arrest her should the time come. Yeah, I don't think this is my business, so I head back to uh, Richard's ship. Okay. Looks like they're all done there and ready to head back to Bon Dundasir and back up to Thickle Glade, so the formalities can be dealt with and you can have a daughter, a wife. Marvelous. Yeah, I head back on the ship. I, um, I assume meet Melissa to uh, happiness on her part. Yeah, well, let's, um, let's see. You're, there's nothing in particular you want to do between. Let's actually want to go that way. Uh, between Stoneport and Bond Dundasir, right? You're, you're pretty no. content? Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. Um, I wonder if there's anything to. As I pass Solwick, I might go and make mention to. Like, I, I'll know the, the captain of the guard there, right? Yes. So I might, I might just, um, in fact, you know the bridge that you have to cross to cross the river? Yes. Would there usually be guards on that bridge? Uh, sometimes, not always. So if there's guards there, I'll, I'll just tell them my story. Otherwise, I ask Richard if we can make a detour to the capital for half a day. Sure. Uh, he's happy to detour to the capital. It's been a very good uh, voyage for him, much more profitable than he originally thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, so he's in a, a good mood and happy to take a little bit extra time. Um, one matter of curiosity is that when you, everywhere you stayed, you you guys ended up just staying on the ship. Um, he didn't rent a single in-room, uh, and all of the food and trappings of your journeys have actually been uh, fairly frugal. Uh, it just seems that his carriage and house are a show of wealth, but you've noticed the rest of the time he, he's kind of a penny pincher. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just it's just good business sense on him, on his part, I think. Like, it's important for him to look wealthy to his the people he lives with and, you know, the, the people around Solwick, but when he's out in business, mm -hmm. he's not lavishly spending his money on himself. Right. So I don't find that too suspicious. Yeah. Uh, so you you can head by the capital, uh, talk to the captain of the guard there, inform them of these details. Is there something specific you wanted to share with them? Um, no, I I, uh, I just explained that there was a, I, you know, I just give a what, what's the word like a a report on a debriefing yeah on what I've been doing, and I mentioned the fact that I paid a ship ten gold to give chase, um, but I'll raise it with the the princess another time. Sure. Uh, they thank you for your work. And I think the two of you head all the way up to Thickle Glade. Yep. And it's here that your to-be father-in-law produces uh, uh, Melissa, the older of the daughters, uh, has her brings her into a room with the, the two of you and says, uh, <clears throat> Darling Melissa, I have great news. It seems that you will soon be a known as Melissa Marshall. Uh, 
which actually has quite a quite a nice ring to it. Um, she immediately throws her arms around her father's neck and gives him a big kiss on the, the cheek and then comes over, gives a, a curtsy before you, and then extends her hand for you to kiss it. Yeah, I do. There's no uh, no undue uh, affection right now. It's all very respectful, right? Right, right. Uh, but once it's done, once the, the formalities of the situation are done, she kind of skips around the room, a little bit happy and giddy. Uh, you said you're probably around your, your mid-twenties right now? I think I'm 26, yeah. Yeah, so she's like a year younger than you. She's like 25, so you're, you're quite fine. close in age. Yeah, so I say to her, um, Melissa, my darling, I, from our brief conversations uh, the last time we met, I assume you'll have a great number of ideas for the wedding. I was hoping you would say something along those lines. I assume a man of your stature is just far too busy, so leave all the details to me. I'm sure Father would be happy to cover the expenses, and um, just find me a invite, a list, invite list of whoever you think you would like to attend, and we shall make this happen. Uh, when, she turns to her father. When, when should we plan this for? And her dad's like, I don't know. Whenever you want. The sooner the better. Can't wait to I get doubt. you off of my hands. And she laughs, he laughs. We all laugh. Door laughs. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I agree to the plan, and um, I say I need time to travel back to my family, um, to check in with the princess, and to come back up here. But perhaps um, if things could be arranged for a month's time, or is that too soon? She thinks. Um, let's call it. Eight weeks. Seven yeah. weeks. Uh, There's no I, need to rush. No need to rush. After That's the fine. equinox, uh, during the spring. Seems like a good time. Very well. Uh, where do you have in mind for the venue? In Thickleglade, or would you prefer um, accommodations in Solwick? I'm sure I could arrange. Oh, she turns from her father to you. In Solwick, you say? Do uh, you have something in mind? Um... You know, I, I mentioned, like, um, a certain temple that I like to visit, maybe for the ceremony. And then um, there's a great deal. There's a great deal of um, nice halls. I, 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 I'm not too... You're, you're acquainted with the princess. Do you think that we could hold it in the palace of Solvik? Uh, I, I roll an etiquette check. I'm pretty sure that that's a no, but I'll just roll a check to see. You know, 21. it would be a little awkward. Um, it's not impossible, but you would be like pulling, you'd be using up some favors to, to mm -hmm. make that happen. How many favors do I have? Uh, this would be the, the majority of your favors, of your significant favors. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Um, fuck it, why not? I, I tell her, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll see what I can do. Her eyes brighten. She throws her arms around you, kind of leaps onto you, to having to hold up her whole weight. Yeah. Peppers your cheeks with kisses and says, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I've always wanted to get married in Solwick. I think this palace in Solwick is far more <sighs> wonderful than even the palace in Wickthorn Renta. It's so cold and imposing over there. The, the Solwick Palace, and she proceeds to discuss it for a minute or two at length. Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful building. I'll uh, 
I need to speak with the princess, but I'll send a I'll send a message to confirm. I'm sure she'd be happy to. You're uh, after all the successor to her bravest and most loyal knight, so why wouldn't she want you? In fact, it might be an honor for her to have us be married there. Well, I, w- I wouldn't. The heir to the largest merchant family, one of the largest merchant families. She says, throwing a glance at your father, Indrekis, and you, one of the the finest knights in the kingdom. It would be a, a real cause to sell for celebration. That's the way I see it. But um, well, I'll just uh, it, I need to speak to her first, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, Melissa darts out of the room, um, saying something about a, a, a scrapbook that she's been keeping and grabbing a couple of maids on the way, uh, standing outside the doorway, which is left open by the hasty Melissa, is the other daughter, Clarissa, who seems to have been listening at the door yeah, uh, and stands back kind of caught and amused and embarrassed. Uh, uh, I say to her as I, as I go to leave, I, Clarissa, it's, um, I hope that my decision doesn't leave you disappointed. It does not. Good. I'm. I'm. I'm glad. You. Um. You're an interesting lady, and I'd be. Uh. I'd be honored for you to attend and talk to talk to you at the wedding. She reaches into a coat pocket and hands you something wrapped in a cloth. This is for you. Hmm. I take it. She um, curtsies and hurries away. Am I on my own? Uh, no, your her father's in the room, a few feet away, watching, listening. I mean, I, I, I open the handkerchief, what's it look like? Uh, it looks like she has knitted you a hat, or something like that, that has the, it's not maybe knit is the wrong word, um, embroidered, let's say, mm. a, uh, a scarf that has your family crest in it on the side. Hmm. I, uh, that's nice. I put it in my... Uh, if I'm wearing my armor, I put it in like one of the pockets that I've got on my belt. Sure. All right, I nod. I, I turn to uh, Richard and say, "Well, Richard, if um, if our business is finished and the celebrations are over for now, then I shall return to the capital." They are. I suppose I'll see you in seven weeks. Yes. Well. Um, you may hear from me before then, but I won't re- probably won't return to the Thickle Glade until later. Of course. I shake his hand. He shakes your hand. And then maybe I uh, I pull him in for a hug. It's a manly hug with one or two pats on the back before it breaks. Yeah, yeah. And I um, my horse is here. Right, I uh, I go to gather my horse. I call a servant and grab yep. my horse. It's all done. Uh, you can pack up and head home and sort out the details. Uh, yeah. And if you are willing to call in your favors, you can have your wedding in Solwick proper. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'll do. Uh, I think my next port of call is to go to go back to my village and inform my father that everything's... I'd like him to know that it's done if he's about to die. You get back. Your father is alive. Um, he and your mother look relieved to see that the deal has been made. Uh, and they are happy to then share with you some of the specifics of the dowry, uh, which mm. includes a, a very handsome, uh, like, 500,000 copper uh, deal, um, which wow. will, you know, as part of the agreement, be passed on to them in order to keep your family name alive. And you actually won't be seeing a penny of the dowry, but, like, 
you know, it'll keep your family's house from falling into shame and ruin. That's good. That's good. Um, I think at some point I'd like to speak to Stephen again. Okay. You find Stephen. Uh, he is sitting in the hall, uh, playing with a dagger in one hand, pressed against his finger in the other. Uh, feet kind of kicked up on the, the chair that serves as a rudimentary throne. Okay. I um, I go in almost sarcastically, like, um, like, I don't know, genuflect, like whatever the... Um, the correct term of like uh, action of reverence is because mm-hmm. he's he's technically the lord or whatever right, right. but sarcast- sarcastically slightly and i say stephen uh, can i have a a word sure little willie what can mm-hmm. i do for you my well, humble I'm, servant i'm marrying the merchant's daughter and i'm told that there's a significant dowry that will save our house from ruin wonderful uh, it wasn't your in, lord very well then. It wasn't in ruin when father took ill. Well, you can see that as I am irresponsible, or you can see that as things were falling apart already, and then they caused father to take ill, and I've received all the blame of the mismanagement that was well, really his doing. As disagreeable as you can be at times, you are somewhat family, and I'd hate to see everything that our father and his father has worked for fall into dust. So please, if there's anything I can help with, do extend an arm. I'd be happy to talk with you. Right, because your older brother can't do anything right himself. You always have to step in and fix things. I mean, I don't... You've always been the favorite, Stephen, not me. Mm -hmm. I was sent away as a child. You had everything, every gift. Look at that plate mail that you've got on the wall there. When was the last time you wore that? I could save my life. So, we're not enemies here. There's, I have no desire for your titles. They're yours to keep, to do with you as you will. It's not the life for me. Don't treat me as an enemy when we can help each other. And what sort of help do you have to offer? Hmm? I shrug. I say, I, I do my duty for the crown. I, I try to act honorably. And I have respect for my family and my house. If in the course of your business you find need of me, please reach out. I'm not saying that you will, but if you do, the offer's there. This, uh... Richard, fella, mm-hmm. has two daughters, right? Yeah, that's right. And they're both up for sale? I shake my head. I, I think, um... His younger daughter, well, um, I don't think she has a taste for men, if you if you catch my drift. It's fine, but if the dowry's large enough, uh, why not double our investment? Well, if you look at it from his point of view, I don't think there's much to be gained from marrying a second daughter into our house. Of the fact that your knighthood doesn't pass to your son, and... My title of Lord will pass to her daughter or her son. Mm-hmm. It would be of our house. Mm-hmm. I think he seeks um, respect for his business deals by being having a knight in the family. Well, we'll see about that. Would you, as a 
brother to me and as a servant to your lord, uh, see if he would be willing to marry his other daughter off to me? I nod. I say, I'll, I'll speak to him. Uh, I, I'm going to leave this conversation until after our wedding, if that's all right. It should be in a few months' time. Fine, fine. Uh, and tell me, is this other daughter, uh, not that it really matters, but what does she look like? I describe her. Uh, I say she's um, attractive, but perhaps not. Um, well, I, I pick the pretty one. Let's <laughs> put it that way. You always would. Well, who wouldn't? Well, it doesn't matter. It's not like I really will be caring for her one way or another. Just a large sum of money. I shake my head slightly. I mean, if he's looking down, he doesn't see. But um, yeah. I'd suggest some better marriages for him, but I'm not particularly politically uh, motivated myself. So I, 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 you know, look at him and is there anything else, brother? Uh, he reaches out a ringed hand and kind of holds it in the air before you. Um, I just, I, I bow and leave. Okay. Yeah, not, it's just taking the piss at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I gather my horse. Um, yeah, I've already spent time with my parents, so I gather my horse and I head back to Solwick to speak to the princess and continue my normal duties uh, she seems a little surprised that a person uh, with your history and references would ask for to use the palace for the wedding but uh, you know she, she agrees to do it um, good good well, one day you'll pay me back for this William I'm sure I will And um, maybe I don't mention the ten gold. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, if if that's all, um, princess, is this princess Sella or is this no, princess? No, no, no. Princess Sella comes to power like a uh, few months before Rofro starts. All oh, right. Okay. This would be so princess this is Princess Sella's mother, because this is what ten. This is ten years before Frozen and Frontiers. This would be Princess Sella's mother. Fourteen years, actually. I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, all right, I say, well, if there's anything else, um, princess? No. Nope. All right, well, I shall return to my duties. Okay. And I head back into the town. Right. And I think that'll wrap us up for today. Yeah. Uh, what have you learned about William's past, or what, what, what new views do you have on Richard and and your wife and your upbringing and all that jazz. Have you? Well, um, it's certainly given some context to my wife, who at this, who up until now was not, um, you know, explored too much. Mm -hmm. She, the woman that was in the prologue when we left, seemed a lot less youthful than the one that we've just seen. Clearly, the uh, the life of a knight, or you know, the our marriage or her life has sort of at some point uh, made her grow up and and lose a lot of that youthful naivety and mm -hmm. exuberance but she seems like a nice person which is good uh, Richard seems less suspicious than I originally had thought like he certainly is an intelligent operator 
politically and financially. And it's no surprise to me that he, um, you know, gets one up out on William when it comes to gaining control of the village. I mean, because, like, by now, he's actually, by all accounts, a lot like a, the lord of a village, isn't he? Uh, the acting, what's the, there's a term for it, the, um... Regent. Is regent the right word? Yeah, yeah, if you're the regent to a lord, it's your acting in his stead. If he's away on at war, incapacitated or too young. Sure, then, then he is the regent um, of a, a village now. Yeah, so, you know, that's gone well for him. Um... I don't know, maybe William's not smart. Maybe William's not savvy enough to realise this, but, you know, like, a man isn't doesn't have that rise to power without doing some underhand things. Yeah. Finding a bunch of iron ore on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's not the first time he's come into surprise iron ore. Yeah, sure. And I, I think another thing is that, you know, William's not... He's not politically savvy, but he's not stupid as well. And I guess he had suspicions about that story. But... That comes sometimes in life where you have to put certain things above honor. You can't always pursue honor blindly. And I think, like, you know, that's an example, right? His family needed him mm-hmm. and, you know, willing to overlook some, some things like that to be able to uh, secure the best thing for his family. Yeah. Right. Um,. Well, I guess that is going to fully wrap us up then. We will have another Frozen and Frontier episode next weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'll be a full cast episode. And in about 15 minutes, we're going to have some Fatal One. And uh, a whole bunch of other stuff is just going to be coming down the pipe. So any last words before we head out? Um, No, that should do it. Thanks for watching, guys. All right. Uh, See you guys later. Bye-bye. Yep.